Hello, and welcome to the Marvel and DC Superhero Film Bracket Competition, a proud special of the Firewater Podcast Network here on the FW Presents feed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking about it on social media for a while, but we're finally here. We are going to decide, in theory, what the very best Marvel or DC superhero film is, specifically in the live-action area. And I'm not doing this alone. Goodness knows you don't want me to pick this film. So I have brought in four panelists from around the world. Literally, we have several different countries represented. First off, here in the United States, we have Nathaniel Wayne from Vermont. Nathaniel, say hi to the nice folks. This looks like a job for professional buzzkill. <laughs> I didn't know that was your nickname, but somehow it's fitting. That's an honorary. We can thank Professor uh, Cheapskate for that one over on the quarter bin. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. As you just heard the mm-hmm, those dulcet tones. Uh, also from the United States, we have Michael Bailey from Georgia. How you doing, Michael? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, excited to be here, and the check cleared, so we're all good. That is exactly right. I figured it was court-appointed, but whatever. Uh, representing another country, we have Boss. Boss Lebec from New Brunswick, Canada. Boss, it's wonderful to be podcasting with you. you excited? Oh, it is my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, yeah, I, I speak French, so that's why I go with the loud accent. <laughs> I thought Pepe Le Pew had stepped into the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, also from another foreign country, we have Chris Franklin from Kentucky. How you doing, Chris? I just want to say I, I didn't like that Infinity War because all them uh, all them Avengers done died. What the hell was up with that? Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! And uh, myself representing another foreign country from the state of Florida, where at the time of this recording we are actually suffering through a tropical storm. So that's a fun. All right, folks. So. I don't want to take too much preamble on this because we've got a lot of battles to do. The gist of it is it is a 64-bracket competition. We are comparing Marvel films with DC films, again, live action. And basically the way it works is two movies are going to battle. We're going to pair them up. They're going to do battle. And it's going to take three votes of this panel to move on one winner to, to the next matchup. And now if they come into a tie of two and two, that's where I step in. I get to be the tiebreaker vote. And believe me, folks, you don't want that to happen. The winner then moves on to the next round, and so on. It keeps repeating until we only one film is left standing. And you can follow along at home, too, folks. Go to our website. It's fireandwaterpodcast.com slash bracket. If you go to that site, you can get you can download the bracket. You can you know pause the show here, print it out, fill it out yourself, see how well you do. Because we announced this uh, a while back as a contest in uh, for the month of May. We asked lots of people to send theirs in. We got lots and lots of entries. And the way it works is the person who submitted their bracket with the most correct matches that matches this panel, heaven help you if you actually ma- match this panel. But anyway, the one who has the most matches will win some Fire and Water Podcast Network merchandise that we're going to buy from the store for you. Then the winner will be announced at the end of this show. Now, while we try to be scientific sort of in the creation of the bracket, it truly comes down to people. I mean, that, that's what it is. If you at home were to make your own bracket, it would come out different. You know, the, the group of people here, we had a separate committee who developed the bracket itself. And my thanks to, here we get to reveal the names, Rob Kelly and Ryan Daly, who helped me develop the bracket. Thank you so much for your assistance, gentlemen. And our panelists, they're going to be voting on which films they feel are best. So will you agree with every decision that the committee team made and this panel makes? Absolutely not. That's pretty unlikely. And that's why the Internet gods gave us comment sections to complain. And you can go on and do that on our website just to share some criteria for the film selection because some of you are going to be sitting there griping go oh, wait a minute, my favorite movie's not there there are reasons for this the movies had to be based on marvel or dc comics specifically comics set in the traditional superhero universes so sorry watchman you didn't make the cut we also limited to live action movies terribly sorry to the mask of the phantasm and we're only dealing with films that were released to theaters and specifically the theatrical versions of those films so sorry folks there is no trial of the incredible hulk 
and the director's cut of Daredevil didn't make it. And for those of you who are paying attention, that was two Daredevil references. And while we're focused on the films, we're not necessarily the uh, the comic version of the character, meaning we got to be thinking about the movies. We all love John Henry Irons as Steel, right, in the comics. However, we're not talking about the comic book version today. We'll be talking about Shaquille O'Neal's version. That's something to bear in mind, and it's very, very important. You may be disappointed to find your favorite superhero film didn't make the bracket. I'm terribly sorry, Michael Bailey, but Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, didn't make the cut. Um, the fact is we had... No, you can't see the middle finger. I'm sorry. (laughs) I thought he was strangely quiet. Uh, (laughs) We had more than 64 movies to work with. So uh, once they all got ranked, the worst ones that were at the bottom had to be cut out. And and the way we did it, again, I'm going to keep this super short, but we separated the movies into four quadrants, basically, which is, and I'll talk about those quadrants as we get started. Then we ranked the films within each quadrant. So once the films were ranked, we had to cut off the ones that didn't make make the cut. And we used traditional sort of sports bracket matchups. I know. Those of you at home, I just lost you. I said the word sports, and you're like, what? I don't I don't know how this works. Anyway, <laughs> in the world of sports bracket matchups, the gist is, like, it, within your quadrant, the, the number one seed goes up against the number 16 seed, so the best and the worst. Then the number two seed goes up against the number 15 seed, and so on and so on. And, uh, and if you want to know how all this the, the sausage was made and all this, please go to our website. Again, it's firewaterpodcast.com slash bracket. I wrote an exhaustive Mark Baker Wright proof uh, explanation about how the bracket was created. <laughs> <laughs> like to take digs at the listeners whenever I can. Now, remember, this is a competition. It is designed to hurt, ladies and gentlemen. There is not going to be any trophy for showing up. Each panelist is going to get a chance to explain their reasons for their choices, to explain the bloodletting, uh, and they might even convince some other panelists to change their vote. But it's sooner or later, at some point, uh, as you listen to this, you're going to be screaming at your iPhone going, No! That's the way these things work. All right. So the four quadrants, as I said, as, as we broke these movies up, some of them were obvious. Some of them were necessary to the number of films. As the committee, we were really surprised to find out there are a ton more Marvel movies than there are DC superhero movies. I, I was, I guess I just assumed they're equal. So the way it works is the quadrants, the first one we're going to tackle is going to be your Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, we all know what that is. I don't have to explain that. The bottom left is a category I called Mutant Spiders. And these are basically the other Marvel movies. Primarily, it's made up of Spider-Man and X-Men movies. The next one is the DC Cinematic Universe, uh, combined with the regular DC stuff. So you're going to get your Superman movies, your DC Cinematic Universe movies, that kind of thing in there. And then the bottom right, we had to mix the Marvel and DC because we had, again, a lot more Marvel than DC. Couldn't be split down the middle. So in the bottom right is a category we call Dark Knights, which has a mix of DC and Marvel. Primarily it's Batman movies. Plus you get people like Punisher and Ghost Rider and Blade, you know, like the dark superheroes kind of thing. And we are going to start the first round right now, ladies and gentlemen. Big one here. Okay, number one seed, Captain America Civil War versus the movie Thor, which is the uh, number 16 seed. Again, we're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe bracket. Civil War versus Thor. Chris Franklin, what's your vote? Uh, Civil War. I'd be surprised if anybody picks Thor, but if they do, that's fine. You can pick Thor, but you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's it's Civil War, hands down. I mean, it's it's got one of the best. Uh, it's a fantastic movie, and it's got one of the geek out moments of all superhero cinema. So, of course, it's of course it wins. Okay. Boss, your vote. I'm going with Captain America Civil War also. Okay. I mean, it's just just a great movie with everybody in it and has to win. All right. Fair enough. 
When you do get to these number one seed versus number 16 seed, sometimes it's predetermined, but we might have an upset here. Uh, speaking of upset, here comes someone that loves to play the opposite role, Nathaniel. Okay, look, I, I, I first have to admit to the fact that I am pretty sure that I like the first Thor a lot better than most people do, but it still is not even close. It has to be Civil War. All right, so without a doubt, Civil War is going to go on, but we'll go ahead and ask Michael Bailey your vote as well. Uh, I'm actually kind of with Nathaniel. The first Thor film is actually one of my favorite of the MCU films. Uh, and if we were going by, like, film score only, I would definitely have voted for it. But Captain America Civil War uh, is, I, I think Chris said it better, best, uh, you know, it's, it's just a better film. It has more of an engagement on an emotional level. And it also won this round for me because it actually made that POS comic book series work. okay folks we say goodbye to thor and natalie portman because if you hadn't noticed thor 2 didn't make the cut all right our next matchup ladies and gentlemen it's spider-man homecoming versus avengers age of ultron now this gets more interesting because it's the number eight seed versus the number nine seed these are fairly close so spider-man homecoming versus avengers age of ultron boss what's your vote well you know what i've watched avengers age of ultron like 17 times and uh, only uh, Spider-Man Homecoming only like four times. But I'll admit, I do like Spider-Man better just because it's, I don't know, it's its just a very nice Peter Parker. I, I, I like Peter in this. And uh, Age of Ultron was kind of, kind of a mess. Okay, one vote for Spider-Man, but a very conflicted Canadian. That doesn't happen very often. Nathaniel, your vote. All right, not a lot of conflict for me on this one. Now, Age of Ultron is... It's funny because that actually has some of the best scenes, I would argue, in all of the MCU, some of the best interactions, some of the best banter. But it just doesn't come together as a film as a whole. The pieces don't fit as well as they should. Spider-Man Homecoming, on the other hand, right now it is battling Spider-Man 2 as my favorite Spider-Man film at all. It's one of my favorite MCU films. I love almost everything about this movie. I love Tom Holland in this part. I love how thoughtfully they approached all this. I feel like every alteration that was done, either from previous versions of the character in film or from the comic books, was done for a reason that I can track and make sense and was a good decision to make. I adore this film. Wow. Okay. Two votes for Spider-Man over Avengers Age of Ultron. Wow. A little bit surprising. Okay. Michael Bailey, what do you say? Uh, I enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming 2. I was a little disappointed that there is one particular scene that was in the trailer that's not in the movie, but that's just a Dragon Con thing. So uh, <laughs> if, you, if you understand what I'm talking about, you know. Uh, I thought that it had a very kind of weak first act, but once it got into uh, the, the flow of the film, I thought it was great. And that scene in the car with Michael Keaton figuring everything out Oof. is probably one of the best scenes in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, both on an acting and writing level. But my heart's with Age of Ultron. I, I love this film. I loved it in the theater. I love it despite its flaws. It just, it, it, it's it's kind of uh, what Jag would call like a mac and cheese film for me. It, <laughs> it just uh, it just makes me feel good. So I'm actually giving it to Age of Ultron on this one. Ooh, okay. This is our first uh, division of, of folks here. Chris Franklin, what do you say? Are you going to give it to Spider-Man Homecoming and send it on to the next round? Or are you going to leave us in a split decision? Well, I'm going to just tell you this. I sat in the theater and when the Marvel banner came up, the Marvel Studios banner, and I heard the theme to the 60s <laughs> Spider-Man. 
it didn't matter what the rest of the movie was like. I was in love, and I loved the rest of the movie. So, yes, Spider-Man Homecoming moves forward. Okay. It had nothing to do with the fact that your son cosplayed the character, the Spider-Man character from that movie before the movie even came out, I suppose. That's true. I'd already spent a ton of money making that costume. So, yes, I love, I love Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> it's funny how spending a lot of money suddenly really makes you want to like something. <laughs> Which is why we stuck with comic books all these years. Okay. Well, See, that's why I can enjoy Daredevil, because I saw it for free in the theater. So Be careful there. You're stepping in dangerous territory. Uh, <laughs> and so we say goodbye to James Spader, Terribly Sorry Avengers Age of Ultron, and we say welcome on to the next round, Spider-Man Homecoming. All right, here we go, folks. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, so uh, our buddy Ange, who does understand sports ball, was telling me that there's quite often a uh, an upset in the 5-12 to 12 bracket in, in seed, so we'll have to see if that follows the rule here. Under the number 5 seed, it is Iron Man, the first movie, versus in the number 12 seed, Captain America, first Avenger. This is a tough one, folks. So let's throw it over to Michael Bailey. This isn't even a contest for me, Captain America First Avenger. I love that movie. I love everything about that movie. Captain America First Avenger, to me, is my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe film uh, from top to bottom, from the origin to the invaders, or what they call the invaders, to the music. Everything about this film just makes me happy. I like Iron Man, and, you know, it's the one that got the ball rolling, and it's the one that now has people kind of thinking that Iron Man has always been this popular, but it it, it hasn't. But no, just Captain America First Avenger all the way on me, for me. Wow. Okay, so uh, that's a big one. All right, Chris Franklin, what do you say? Uh, I'm with Michael. Uh, Captain America First Avenger is my personal favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. It's the only movie that made me want to run out of the theater and grab a trash can lid and jump over cars <laughs> in the parking lot. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I love it. I, I, I do love the first Iron Man. It gets all the props for getting the ball rolling, but I just – the Captain America First Avenger captured the spirit of the Captain America comics – and they kind of they kind of altered. I mean, they got the origin right for Iron Man, but they kind of altered the character in a way to fit Robert Downey Jr. Captain America was uh, cosmetic changes aside. That was the character straight from the comics into the movie, and so yeah, it's fantastic. All right. Well, thank you to Michael and Chris for both showing us showing your hand and telling us how this whole bracket's going to go. All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least this quadrant. So uh, up next, boss, what do you think? Captain America, First Avenger, or Iron Man? You know what? I'm I'm always on Team Cap. Although for this one, and, and and I do I do like uh, I love Captain America, First Avenger. It was a great movie. I uh, you know I always wanted to be Captain America, even though I am Canadian. But. Uh, <laughs> Because Cap is just that, you know, wholesome, good guy. He's, you know, the Superman of the Marvel Universe, and I just love Superman. So I always liked Cap, and I love this movie. But the Iron Man movie not only started the ball rolling, it basically put Marvel movies on the map. I mean, the, the everything was just great about that movie. Nobody knew who, who Iron Man was. It was a lesser-known superhero, and... He basically made that that bang that it's it was the big bang of the Marvel universe and I got to give it to Captain to, to Iron Man <laughs> Captain Iron Man all right <laughs> <laughs> all right Nathaniel this is your chance to either push Captain America first Avenger onto the next round or give us a split division by uh, voting for Iron Man what do you say Nathaniel 
you know, it's always tough going back and looking at the first entries for the characters that have been around for a while, because I think in pretty much all cases, and this will come up, I'm sure, but the, uh, they got better as they went along. Maybe not necessarily with their immediate sequel, but eventually they all were done better than they were when they were first introduced. And as much as I hate the idea that I'm going to be putting power in Shag's hands, I cannot <laughs> give this to Captain America the First Avenger. Not, never. Never, 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 never. Anything that is not Chris Evans, because he is perfect, and I do mean perfect. He is absolutely perfect. Everything that isn't him, and maybe Stanley Tucci, I either shrug at or actively dislike. I th- this thing has a phenomenal cast. The majority of them are playing stock characters, stereotypes and caricatures. Tommy Lee Jones is asleep. Haley Atwell was used much better later on. I hate the villains. Hydra feels more like Cobra from the G.I. Joe cartoon. They never feel like they're winning. There's literally a montage in the middle of the movie that is nothing but them being beaten back. And the Red Skull looks amazing, but is a completely generic, just maniacal guy who we don't understand and who I- and is never intimidating aside from just a glaring look the villains are completely non-threatening and i do not like this movie he is awesome captain america is spotless the rest of the movie don't care Whoa. Boo. Can I, can I, uh, I just gotta say one thing and, okay and yeah okay you know, this is a good point here's your chance if you want to try and sway one of the votes michael bailey go ahead well, it's not so much that I want to sway one of the votes. It's just when Nathaniel started going never, never, never. I suddenly pictured him in a like a wife beater dancing around a warehouse, like at a Footloose. What? <laughs> Have you ever seen Footloose, Shaq? Yeah. You know, oh, okay. Like- yeah. Okay. Now I, I'm with you. Now. All right. Okay. But I don't know. I I I think that. I think Haley Atwell is actually one of the better things about the film. And yes, she was used better later, but I honestly think that she was kind of one of the linchpins of the film. You're right in that Tommy Lee Jones was sleeping through this film, but then again, he was playing Tommy Lee Jones. So, I mean, <laughs> this, this, this is just who he is at this point. He's the he guy that... through Lonesome Dove, and that's fantastic. So, you know... <laughs> character you know <laughs> okay all right guys it's down to me i've got to make a decision and this is oh my god this is the 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 level of decisions i have to make in this this podcast i don't know i'm gonna make it the whole way through i don't know if my heart can take it because i love both of these movies tremendously <sighs> okay uh i have decided already in my head how i'm gonna vote uh, part of my it's gonna be iron man okay just get it out of your systems now michael and Chris yes! scream in rage okay but hear me no out. no no i do feel like iron man being the very first film in this entry is a lot more important i do feel like during the movie iron man i don't sit there and stare at the screen and go oh that's just freaking ridiculous at some point whereas in captain america there are a few moments where i say that again nothing to do with chris evans it has to do with the red skull and some of the ideas at the end i love both movies so much but i i i i Here's one other thing. I don't think any of the other Iron Man movies are going to win, but I do think there's another Captain America movie or two Captain America movies that have a real good chance of winning. So I think I'm going to keep Tony Stark in it because I love this movie, and I, I think it probably, probably, maybe, deserves to win this one. So I have lost some friends here, I think, today, but I'm going to move Iron Man forward. Sorry, Captain America First Avenger. Look, Shaq, we've known each other over ten years. If we were going to stop being friends, it wouldn't be over this. Trust me. Yeah, I don't know if Chris is going to talk to me, though. (laughs) All right, folks, let's move on before uh, it gets any more tears. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, Volume 1, versus Iron Man 3. Yeah, this is going to be a tough choice. Nathaniel? Yeah, this one actually is a really tough choice, because they're both... 
they're both movies with a lot of good and a lot of mixed stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is stronger across more of it, but I the the more times I see the the climax of it, the more I'm like, this doesn't quite work for me. Like the whole dance off thing, I get what they're going for, but I, I think it reads cheesier than it should, and it's got a it's got a nothing of a villain. Iron Man three at the on the other hand, I re- I actually really like the idea behind the Mandarin fake out. I think that was really well handled. Unfortunately, the actual villain who turned out behind it, Killian, turned out to be really boring and generic. So, but at the same time, on the other hand of that, you know, you've got Shane Black writing for Robert Downey Jr. That is a match made in heaven. So it really is a tough call between these. I think I have to edge it out with Guardians of the Galaxy, though, because I think it just has a few more things falling into place for it than Iron Man 3 does. Okay. Wow. All right. Michael Bailey. Uh, I'm going to give it to Iron Man 3. As much as I as much as much I love the what? first Guardians of... <laughs> I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so two things happened there. One, Shag disagreed with me, and two, uh, puberty started. So congratulations. <laughs> The thing about Iron Man 3 is it, it's it's one of the MCU films that I think gets kicked around more than it deserves. And that's not what made me make my decision. But it is such a great look at PTSD. Uh, my wife, who, who has issues with that, actually gets really upset every time she watches the scene with the kid peppering him with questions. She like starts flipping out, like le- legitimately getting upset. And I'm like, wow, if they can, if they can nail it to that extent, there's a lot more going on in this film than I think Guardians. Guardians, Guardians made me cry in like the first five minutes of the film. Okay. It hit really close to home and it was a lot of fun. And I think it was a, a genuine surprise. But I think on a film level, Iron Man 3 is better. Is this revenge for me voting against Captain America first? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I wrote all these down. If you would like me to send you a picture of my thing, I will. Sure. I don't need to see a picture of your thing. Anyway, uh, Chris, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. It, it, it comes out when you when you put two rings together. It's really awesome. Uh, uh, Chris Franklin, <laughs> please save us uh, from any more of this conversation. Guardians of the Galaxy or Iron Man 3? Uh, I've got to go Guardians because uh, Iron Man 3, I think there's some really good elements about it, but I'm one of those people. Now, I I don't hate the movie as much as my son does. My son, that's the one MCU movie we don't own. He won't let it come into the house. He was so... angry that uh that they did that with the mandarin he because he grew up watching the 90s cartoon on dvd so he was real upset yeah and uh yeah yeah but he he loved it so uh, he was upset about that so i've kind of got a side with him there and i really just enjoyed guardian so much and it was so it was such a pleasant surprise it was so fun and it it you know it i mean it's it created a whole nother corner to the mcu so i know i mean i think that was really important and it also showed that, you know, even with Thor, they kind of held back on, oh, they're not really gods. They're just, they're just a different race of aliens. And Guardians was just like balls to the wall. It's just science fiction, crazy cosmic stuff. And that, and, and we wouldn't have what we just watched last month if Guardians hadn't went there. So I think it's more important to the MCU as well. All right. And finally, boss, Guardians of the Galaxy or Iron Man 3? Uh, you know what? I, uh, I really didn't like the Mandarin thing. And I really didn't like the Killian thing. And I really didn't like the whole CGI mess of 
armors that came to the rescue in the Iron Legion type thing. I did like Robert Downey Jr. playing the PTSD, and, and that was great. But, I mean, I got to give it to Guardians of the Galaxy. It was just, I mean, Chris Pratt was great in this. He basically redefined Star-Lord. He basically redid the character to make him likable. And uh, everybody else was great. I mean, who doesn't like a raccoon? So I'm going with Guardians of the Galaxy. It's trash panda. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, folks. Guardians of the Galaxy is going to move on to the next round, and we say goodbye to Pepper Potts' exposed, amazingly toned midriff. All right. Uh, Next matchup is – oh, this is a a big one, folks. Black Panther versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. Boss, you're up. All right. This is hands down for me really easy. I did really like Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Um, but I thought Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was kind of too much on the nose. It was, I mean, it was basically the same thing as, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make some enemies. People are going, going to invade New Brunswick. But I mean, it was, it was so on the nose. It was, it was literally Fast and Furious 7 with, I mean, the whole family thing all the time. It's all about family. It's all family. It's about, we know it's about family. Give us a break. But you know. (laughs) Black Panther was also about family, and I'm a sucker for a dad-son thing, so I have to give it to Black Panther. I just loved it, and I watched it just yesterday with my son, and he loved it, so I got to go with Black Panther. All right. Mr. Franklin, Black Panther or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Well, far be it for me to uh, to argue with a cultural phenomenon, so uh, I'm going <laughs> to pick Black Panther. Uh, uh, you know, Guardians 2, I actually like aspects of Guardians 2 better than the first one. Uh, I really do. Uh, there's some character bits in there, and then the whole Yondu thing at the end that I really, it gets to me. I can't help it. I get misty-eyed. I'm a sucker. Uh, but I, I, Black Panther was was uh fantastic it created again it expanded the marvel universe you know and it it it, uh it was it was great to see that character go over like it did and uh and the film lived up to it i mean it was like you know it lived up to the hype in my opinion so uh it's got to move on black panther wins for me all right nathaniel it's up to you now you could push black panther forward or you could give us something to think about with guardians of galaxy volume 2 what do you say Oh, these are the kind of matchups I hate, especially in the first round, because I really like both of these movies. I think Guardians 2 is I like it even better than Guardians 1. I think it's got a much better villain and a better uh, conclusion and climax than the first one had. I mean, you can you can say that it's very on the nose with its themes about family and maybe it is, but it's not just that it's about family. It's about broken families and it's about people who have been broken by the families that they had and are now trying to find new ones or actually not even trying to find, have stumbled into new ones and are even resentful of that fact in the case of someone like rocket. And I think that dynamic is a lot deeper than, you know, I think the making the comparison to something like fast and the furious, which has a very cheap uh, approximation of we're family. I I feel that that's kind of undermining to how good Guardians is at delivering on that. But at the same time, Black Panther, pretty much everything works in Black Panther. It has a phenomenal villain. It has an amazing score. It's got a brilliant aesthetic. It's got a terrific cast and a great story and awesome action. And this one really busts me up to do. I do think that I have to give it to Black Panther, but I hate that you made me make that choice. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, well, to be fair, you you gave me. Uh, I I want to watch Guardians of the Galaxy again. There, Nathaniel. Are you? Oh, are, good. Is that you changing your vote, boss? Oh no, absolutely not. But I'll watch it again. <laughs> All right. So the vote is three to Black Panther. Ultimately, the, the vote is decided. But Mr. Bailey, do you want to place a vote for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Uh, oh. And, and, and it's nothing to do with Black Panther because I really enjoy the film. I appreciate its significance. I appreciate its place in the you know the Marvel MCU, uh, which would be the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe, I guess. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, it's a Marvel movie where we're introduced to the world of a hero. We see him fight his evil opposite, and his evil opposite dies. Sounds familiar. And, and it's just like. Why do we keep going back to this well? Because it's popular. I understand that. Uh, but ultimately, that's why when these two movies are put together, I will go for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Because while it had a movie where the villain died at the end, I just I just enjoyed it more. Okay. Fair. Hey, yeah, that is an honest opinion, and we appreciate it. So, Okay. Shag, you know, I, I know you were about to make the call and call this on Black Panther, but you know what? I'm... The whole time Michael was talking and sort of checking my gut again, I think there's a part of me that acknowledges that Black Man- Black Panther is a better made movie. But I think in my own gut, I need I need to switch that. I gotta I, I gotta get that on Guardians Volume Two. Whoa! What? Michael Bailey has changed the mind <laughs> of the contrarian, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. <laughs> Wow. So this leaves me with a split decision. Uh, we've got two for Black Panther and two for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh my gosh! Uh, I do love both movies. Um, wow, and you both, everybody made some really good points about both films. This is really tough. Uh, although I've made my decision. Um, once again, I'm, I'm going to lose some friends over this one, but Black Panther versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'm afraid I have to move forward. Black Panther. I felt like Yay. it was an incredible film. I felt like it was, even though you're, the plot, you're right. The plot setup was the same, Michael. You're right. As far as hero, uh, dark mirror version, I call him dark mirror, but you say opposite, whatever. I really felt like Black Panther was a more enjoyable movie. When I walked out of Guardians of the Galaxy, I said, yeah, it was fun. It wasn't as good as the first one, but it was okay. So I'm going to go with Black Panther. So Black Panther is going to still move forward. <sighs> Man, wow. All right, folks, here's our next matchup. It is, oof, Captain America Winter Soldier uh, versus Doctor Strange. Nathaniel, what do you say? I think Doctor Strange is probably the best film that is an origin story. I think that by the time they got around to this one, they had polished that formula up to a mirror shine, and it is the best and the tightest of the origin films. But you put it up against Captain America Winter Soldier, and that's not even a contest. (laughs) Well, I didn't necessarily. The way the seeds fell is what did this to it. So. All right, that's one for Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh, boss, what do you say? You know what? My, I, I'll probably lose my dad over this because uh, he's a huge Doctor Strange fan. He wanted to go see it twice at the movies. I did really enjoy Doctor Strange. I, I wasn't even put off by the American accent. <laughs> uh because, you know, everybody was like, oh, my God, he has an American accent. And I was like, well, yeah, he sounds like an American. I don't know. But, of course, <laughs> we all sound the again, same to you anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. And sounds American to you, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, he has a slight British thing. It sounds normal to me. So, uh, so but, uh, I mean, like I said, I voted for Iron Man earlier, but I am really a Captain America man. And Captain America Winter Soldier 
Ledger. I just loved that movie. I loved everything about it. I, 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 I don't know. It was that, that, that great kind of spy feel to it. And Cap was just awesome. And, and that's even if uh, we had Bartok or Bartrock the Leaper uh, <laughs> played by. <laughs> I, I believe it's pronounced Zilipel. The one yeah. French character in the movie, and you can't even say his name right. It's Batroc. Leaper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Batroc uh, was uh, was was you know uh, he was great <laughs> for what he was, but uh, I I really did enjoy that one moment where uh, Captain America spoke French, <laughs> and 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 that's where my heart goes, Captain America Winter Soldier. So what I just heard is that Boss has daddy issues and the yellow gloves put him off. That's what I heard. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. You have me down to a T. <laughs> Chris, what do you say? I can't imagine what your answer will be. Captain America Soldier versus Doctor Strange. I don't know. What will my answer be? Um, yeah, uh, Doctor Strange, I really enjoyed. I did. Uh, and I agree. It's it's a really – it's it's one of the better origin origin films that they've done. But yeah, Captain America Winter Soldier, it, it, it proved that Marvel could take these characters into different film genres and make it work. And, uh, I mean, the political spy thriller, uh, they brought Robert Redford in to, to cement it, uh, what kind of movie it was. And, uh, it's a fantastic movie. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's one that makes you think, you know, it's got a lot of, uh, it's a little more socially relevant than a lot of the Marvel movies. Uh, brings to mind things that uh, we think about daily, and uh, but uh, it's still a lot of fun. Lots of great action, and uh, that elevator scene. <laughs> that oh my alone, gosh! You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that 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 should send it over. So yeah, it's it's Winter Soldier all the way. All right, Michael Bailey. Once again, you're pulling up the caboose, and the decision's already been made. But what do you say, Captain America: Winter Soldier versus Doctor Strange? As much as I like Doctor Strange, I cannot vote against Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, Doctor law. Strange was, yeah, well, it's Georgia, and I'm 10 minutes from the studio, so yes, there's a law. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not an exaggeration either, which is still freaking me out. Uh, he's, Doctor- driven, he's driven me past the studio. He's not kidding, folks. It's around the corner <laughs> from his house. <laughs> Uh, Doctor Strange was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be, and I really liked uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in the film. Uh, it also, I might add, had a villain that's the evil opposite that dies at the end. Uh, <laughs> but Winter Soldier, I think, you know, if I'm going to go right from the gut, it, it all comes down to, you know, before we begin, gentlemen, does anybody want to get out? Uh, but it was just such, it was so different from the first one that I loved. But and I, and I think outside of maybe Iron Man two, Marvel f- uh, Marvel films have been able to kind of break out of that sequel problem where the you know usually the sequel is a little inferior, whereas with the Cap films they just keep getting better and better. Uh, so yeah, definitely Winter Soldier. Okay, we say goodbye to the yellow gloves, ladies and gentlemen. And Captain America: Winter Soldier will move forward. Interesting observation, just a little more than halfway through the first bracket and our first quadrant, and the only movies to go unanimously have been the two Captain America movies. Captain America uh, Civil War and Captain America Winter Soldier both had unanimous votes across the board. Everything else has been a mixed bag. Interesting. All right, folks, here's our next matchup. Avengers Infinity War versus Thor Ragnarok. And I will tell you, just so you know, this was my daughter's hardest battle right here. This is the one she struggled with the most. So we're going to shoot it over to Michael. Michael Bailey, you're up first. Infinity War or Ragnarok? I'm going to go with Infinity War because as much as I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok, I thought it was a very 
I don't want to say it was an uneven film because it was pretty much the same tone and everything throughout the throughout the story, but I thought it was trying too hard to be funny. I mean, it was fun. I was. I legitimately laughed at it, laughed in places. Uh, and I love the director. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows is a brilliant film, and I'll recommend it to everybody. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when you have a film that's directed by Tom Kalmaku from the Green Lantern film <laughs> and uh, something by the Russo brothers. Now, I, I just was disappointed on some levels with Thor Ragnarok. And I thought Infinity War, when I walked out of that theater after I had my like 20 minutes of sitting there and just thinking about what I just saw and coming to terms with my own mortality, uh, I just got to go with that one. <laughs> I think it's fair to say we're going to have some spoilers. <laughs> we should have said that up front. Sorry, folks. Okay. Uh, boss, what do you say? Infinity War or Ragnarok? Uh, this is a tough one. This is a very tough one because I really like Thor Ragnarok. I, I, I enjoyed how Thor was about it, – it, it's a – it's about finding your place, right? Who you are and who your people are and what's home and, 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 and all that. And I really enjoyed that. And, and I really did enjoy Infinity War because, because uh, it's, and spoilers, but, uh, it's Thanos' movie. Not, not only because, you know, because he's really the star of this show. He's, he's, uh, everything is from basically his point of view and, and and Thanos in this movie is, you know, the, the heroes are all talking about, you know, sacrifice and everything. But Thanos is really the only one who sacrifices in that movie. And 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 I really I, I really enjoyed that. This is Thanos's movie. So it, this is a tough one. This is really tough. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think, Infinity War. OK, Oof, that is two for Infinity War. Mr. Franklin. This is your chance to move Infinity War on or give Thor Ragnarok a fighting chance to live. Ah, uh, well, uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where I I did enjoy aspects of, of Thor Ragnarok, but I, I've been on record of saying that I felt like the movie's tone was just a little it was a little too flippant for what was going on. Yeah, you know, a little too jokey, a little too trying to be like guardians of the galaxy i think i love the the look of the film i love that they just went nuts with jack kirby i i mean it was, it was i mean that that part just won me over completely uh and uh you know i, I do think it was a, a a cool direction to go with the thor character in that franchise but ultimately uh yeah i i infinity war had such a fantastic balance uh of the fun light moments with these just gut-wrenching uh, soul crushing moments. Uh, and, and it, and it all worked. It worked together. Jill, that never took me out of the moment and said, wait a minute. Why, you know, the, the, the Warriors three just got just all killed and nobody cares, you know, uh, that type of thing. You know, when uh, I never had that in Infinity War, that alone, because there were elements of them that were similar. I got to give it to Infinity War, just, you know, despite all the other great things about Infinity War. So, yeah, it's Infinity War. OK, Nathaniel, three votes are in Infinity War is going forward unless uh, you make the correct decision that they didn't. 
and uh, perhaps sway the vote. What do you say? I always find it really odd when people um, criticize the tone on Thor Ragnarok. And I'm not saying there's nothing to criticize there, but the, my first thought is, okay, but this tone suits him as a character and certainly the way Chris Hemsworth plays him and his skills as an actor way better than the tone they saddled him with in the first Thor, definitely so much better than Thor Dark World. This is a tone that absolutely works better for these characters. As far as I'm concerned, there's only one joke of note that I thought felt flat at all and you know for being as jokey as it is because i do think you start from a place of this tone works really well for this character and this actor and and what he's good at they still made it about stuff they could have just made it a completely fluff movie but they didn't they made it also about actual loss actual impact actual effects on his life but after all that, I'm really – it's really weird to me that people were acting conflicted at all because it's not even close. It's Infinity War by a country oh. mile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I'll still defend Thor Ragnarok because I think it gets bagged on way more than it deserves. But you put these two up against each other, I don't, I, that's not a conflict for me. Infinity War is just a bunch of really amazing character actions strung together without a plot. Uh, never mind, the impartial moderator did not say that. But anyway, um, okay. It's got a plot that's been set up for the past 19 movies, Shag. Chris, you're breaking, you're breaking up. Anyway, so uh, Infinity War is now the third uncontested movie to go forward with no votes for the opponent. So Infinity War, did I say, I meant Ragnarok goes forward. No, I'm kidding. All right, up next, folks, this is the last one in the MCU bracket. It is Avengers, meaning the first one, versus Ant-Man. So, Chris, what do you say? Oh, uh, I really enjoyed Ant-Man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, again, showed that the Marvel, uh, the, the MCU could do a heist movie. Uh, it's, uh, you know, David A. Scudieris aside, it's, it's, I think everybody pretty much <laughs> agrees it's a fun movie. So, uh, yeah, you know, and I, I mean, it's got Paul Rudd, you know, who doesn't like Paul Rudd, of course. But, uh, man, the Avengers. You know, it's it's it brought it together, you know, and, and it, it it had that wow moment where you saw Cap and Iron Man and Thor in the scene together. You know, when Cap jumps down and, you know, in, into the woods with them. And I mean, and then, of course, the battle and the Hulk. And I mean, it just it it was just, you know, every fanboy's dream. We never thought we'd see anything better. Of course, then the MCU kind of has proven us wrong. Uh, but it's still a high water mark, and all those characters uh, interacting together prove that this thing, this this grand plan, whether it was a grand plan or a happy accident, depending on who you believe, it worked. So it was proof that it worked. So it's got to go forward. Okay. All right. One vote for Avengers. Nathaniel, what do you say? Avengers or Ant Man? Well, it's going to be Avengers because Ant Man, Ant Man is the fluff movie that Thor Ragnarok could have been, but they thought better of. Ant Man is fun, it's light, but it's fairly forgettable at the end of the day as well. Wow. Avengers sticks with sticks with you. Avengers is the kind of thing you you finish going, you finish seeing, and then you go, "Do I have time to watch this one more time?" Like <laughs> right now. I'm not necessarily arguing with your decision, uh, unlike last time, but uh, I, I kind of expected both you and I would get hit with Ant-Man a little bit harder for the, the father with just the daughter kind of thing going on. But all right. Uh, then we it, go. It, see, the thing is, it has to actually do something with that. Simply having a father and daughter is not an automatic 
check in the in the positive for me. Okay, fair enough. You're dead inside. I understand. Uh, Michael Bailey, Avengers or Ant Man? If we were judging based on best cameo of a past actor that played the character, <laughs> Ant Man would win hands down. Yay, Garrett Morris. <laughs> the the fact that I had to explain it to my wife, but I just started howling when we were sitting there watching it, and and and, and he showed up. No, Avengers. I mean. Avengers did something outside of everything uh, that Chris and, and Nathaniel said. Avengers gave me a moment as a Hulk fan mm. where for the first time I could legitimately get up and cheer out of a Hulk moment in a film. I like the, the Ed Norton film uh, a lot better than the, the Eric Banana film. <laughs> uh, but... But that moment where he punched that Shatari vessel and the theater lit up. I mean, we, I mean, it was a packed opening weekend theater to begin with. I did not hear the puny God line until the second time we saw the film because everyone was laughing so hard the first time. Uh, but no, just, yeah, Avengers, hands down, mainly because of the whole. Okay. And boss, uh, Avengers has it unless you want to give an impassioned speech for Ant-Man to move it forward. But you know what? Uh, Ant-Man, I, I think Ant-Man is, is that movie that really gets a lot of flack for being fluffy for being just a heist movie and being the dark mirror uh, evil opposite type thing with uh with yellow jacket and you know but i i really like paul rudd in this i i also like that they didn't they really didn't hide the fact that hank pym was an asshole <laughs> we kind of feel it all the way through that he's just an ass and 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 that i did like and, and you know what? Luis explaining anything was wonderful. And I would take that in any movie. But you know what? The Avengers, they have a Hulk. And, <laughs> and I, I can only say Avengers because, you know what? As, as a Hulk fan, I too really enjoyed the Hulk in this. And I, I loved everybody. But, you know, that punch on the Shatari mothership mouth thing... That was just – that made the movie. All right. So Avengers are going to go forward, folks. Just a quick recap. This is very interesting here. We have uh, three Avengers movies that have gone forward. We have uh, Avengers. We have Avengers Infinity War and Captain America Civil War. And then we have uh, <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, uh, and Captain America Civil War. So what does that mean? That means the next round is going to be excruciatingly painful because those are all amazing movies. But what we're going to do now is we're going to jump over to the right-hand top side of the grid, and we're going to cover DC movies, folks, the DCU section. And we're up to our first one, which is our number one seed of Superman the movie versus our number 16 seed of Steel, starring Shaquille O'Neal. Um, what the hell? Michael Bailey, how do you vote on this one, being the <laughs> Superman apologist? They're both Superman characters. You know, if we're going to if we're going to compare these brackets to anything, this is the uh, Bambi versus Godzilla of the uh, <laughs> of the entire thing. I own Steel on DVD. I, I, I own the novelization and the comic book adaptation. Uh, I have the soundtrack. Uh, and yet, I will not vote for it. Because as an, as an adaptation of the comic book, 
it is terrible. And uh, it would have made a really good pilot, I think, for like a television show. And yes, it had Annabeth Gish, who I was in love with as a teenager. Uh, but no, Wait, Superman. That, that stopped at some point? Okay, whatever. Well, I'm We're... married now, so I got to kind of oh, okay. right. temper that. Um, it's, it's on the down low now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like Kate Blanchett, who was hella hot. Whoa! Um, sorry, that <laughs> Except you voted against joke. her. <laughs> yeah, I did, but uh, no, Superman the movie. Come on, right? Come I was gonna on. say it took a lot of time to really draw that out. <laughs> no, because I, I I wanted to try to defend Steel, and everything I said, my brain kept like shutting me down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nathaniel Wayne, Superman the movie or or Steel? Yeah, I, I I'm not even like gonna try and be weird or clever. It's it's Superman. This this is one of the. This, I'm not sure it's the most abysmal trouncing in this entire first round bracket, but it's it's right up there. This is uh, yeah, that that Bambi Godzilla thing was very apt. This is a complete obliteration. Now, to be fair, folks, I did have to finagle a little bit of the bottom of this bracket. Uh, I saved Steel over Superman 4, the quest for peace, because I felt like there was already several other Superman entries on there. But this was the only entry for Steel in the entire thing. So you would have been fighting quest for peace. So either way, this was, this was, we knew which way this was going to go. So, All right, uh, boss, what do you say, Superman or Steel? Well, I mean, I did play Shaq Fu on, you know... <laughs> <laughs> on the old Nintendo, and I I did like you know Shaq's rapping, but Shaq being uh, still not really. And I mean Superman, it's I mean it's the mother of all superhero movies. It's just great. It's still wonderful. Still love it. So it's all the way Superman. Okay, so finally we're going to have to ask Chris Franklin. Now, Chris, let me see. Is it going to be Superman the movie, which I think you've spent a little bit of time talking about, versus Steel? What do you say, buddy? Well, I'm not on a first-name basis with the guy who directed Steel, so I'm going to have to go with <laughs> Superman the movie there. So. Damn. You can count on an unbiased opinion on this one. Right. Chris. right. Sure. For those of you who aren't aware, Chris is the co-host of the Superman Movie Minute, where they study Superman the movie five minutes at a time. So, And yes, they did just speak with Dick Donner. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, next up in the next bracket, folks, uh, is Swamp Thing, You Make My Heart Sing, versus Justice League, the movie. All right, Nathaniel, let's see you tear both of these to shreds. See, I'm not going to tear Justice League to shreds, because I enjoy Justice League. I will immediately follow that up with saying, that doesn't actually make it a good movie, because it's not. <laughs> but I did actually enjoy that film. Swamp Thing... Swamp Thing was not awful for what it was at the time it was made, but we are no longer living in the 80s, thank God. So, yeah, it, this is whatever was good about it at the time it was made doesn't really shine through all that well now unless you are just really embedded in that specific era and subgenre of film from the time. So this has got to be Justice League. All right. Boss, Justice League or Swamp Thing? Well, you know, uh, when I saw Swamp Thing, I I nev I didn't read Swamp Thing, and I thought, what the hell is going on here? And it was it felt like a TV movie, and it and it it was kind of I don't know, but you know, Justice League, I I did really kind of like Nathaniel. I'm I'm glad he said he enjoyed it because because uh, I did too. <laughs> I enjoyed Justice League, and not because of what it was, but what it finally tried to be and and for that spoiler alert for that race at the end the superman versus flash race at the end or you know a little wink at a, a race just because of that i'm gonna go with justice league all right fair enough 
Chris Franklin, what do you say? Justice League or um, Swamp Thing? Uh, well, you know, even though young Chris, when he caught this uh, movie playing on HBO uh, at his grandparents' house and uh, saw Adrian Bar- more of Adrian Barbeau than he planned on, uh, <laughs> you know, despite all that, I got to I gotta agree with uh, uh, my friends here and say that I did really enjoy Justice League, even though it's undercooked and should have been held back for several months till they fixed it. Uh, before it was released, um, I gotta go with Justice League because yeah, it's, it's, it's hearts in the, it's hearts in the right place, even though it's heads in 15 different places. Um, uh, so, uh, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with it because there are some, yeah, fist pumping, uh, you know, DC geek moments in that movie. So yeah, it's Justice League. But, but Chris, if, if they push the movie back to the next calendar year, then all those executives wouldn't have gotten their bonuses. That's right. Oh. <laughs> We're here to talk about fiction, not truth. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> yes, because truth hurts. Chris's description of its heart's in the right place, but its head in 15 different different places. I like that. Uh, Michael Bailey, the decision's already made unless you want to make an impassioned speech for Adrian Barbo's breasts. What do you say? Uh, it, well, the funny thing is is that Chris said that, and that was actually going to be my story, too, of watching it on HBO. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm going to correct you, Shag. It's Swamp Thing. You are amazing. <gasps> you fight everything nasty. That's true. Swamp Thing. Uh, Justice League. <laughs> <All right>. um, <laughs> b- because of the last, like, 20 minutes of the film uh, and everything they did right with Superman, I'm voting Justice League. Fair enough. And Chris Franklin stole my thing as well, because this is the part where I would have said we would say goodbye to Adrian's assets anyway uh all right up next folks we are going to do batman the 1966 movie versus the green lantern uh, theatrical feature uh chris franklin what do you say oh well uh yeah you know uh if anybody knows me then they know which one i'm gonna pick Uh, i don't hate green lantern like a lot of people do um i there's aspects of green lantern i like i think it's definitely one of those movies where the better movie would have been the sequel. I mean, it's like the movie you wanted to see was teased at the very end of the first movie. But if you like Batman 66, then the the 66 movie is like the ultimate adventure because you've got all the you got all the main villains. Yeah, you lose Julie Newmar, which is unfortunate. Uh, but Lee, Lee Merriweather's great. Uh, you got all the bat gadgets. You got the vehicles, new vehicles that they gave them for the movie. You, and you get the line, yes, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. I mean, so, shark, I mean, it's... Shark it's, repellent, it's, too. Bat shark repellent. You get shark repellent, bat spray. I mean, it's it's iconic. That movie's iconic, and Green Lantern's a joke in a Deadpool movie. So, yeah, Batman 66. <laughs> Okay, uh, Michael Bailey, Batman 66 or Green Lantern? Uh, I, I'm kind of like Chris. I, there were parts of Green Lantern that I really enjoyed, and I felt it had a had a kind of Superman the movie vibe to it in places. But it's Batman. It's Batman the movie. You know, it, it has a great score. Uh, all like uh, again, like Chris said, all of the main villains are represented. And you know, what other movie is going to end with Batman and Robin sneaking out of the back because they screwed up? Uh, fixing the World Council. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nathaniel, what do you say? Batman 66 or Green Lantern? See, you guys were doing this whole thing. Like, oh, there are things I like about Green Lantern. And I tried to come up with something. The only thing I liked about it was when I checked my watch and realized it hadn't been four hours long, which was what it had felt like. <laughs> oh. So it's it's Batman 66. I grew up on this movie. I adore this movie. It is fun. It is energetic. It is 
it is just it is joy that that movie is pure unadulterated joy and it takes this handily okay boss uh the decision's been made but anything you'd like to say in green lantern's defense well, you know what? A Green Lantern wasn't that bad a movie. I mean, it, it wasn't <sighs> okay. It's not good, but <laughs> there, there are things that are good about it. Uh, we all wanted to see Mark Strong as as Sinistro. That's that's for sure. Um, we probably all hated the fact that uh, Parallax was a smoke. Thing. Yeah, they borrowed him uh, from uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer, apparently. But anyway, go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> he was Galactus for some reason. And, 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 you know, Ryan Reynolds, I do like him. He's Canadian, and we all know each other. So um, <laughs> I, I really do like him. But you know what? Batman 66 is one of the first father-son geek moments I've had with my son. And this has a special place in my heart. And it always will. So it's hands down Batman. All right, there we go. Interestingly enough, on the DC side, all we've had are unanimous votes so far, by the way, for Superman, Justice League, and Batman 66. And the everyone was searching for one good thing to say about the Green Lantern movie. You all forgot. Blake Lively in a pencil skirt. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, see? Their light bulbs go off. Okay. All right, the next matchup, folks. Superman. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Blake Lively. Oh, okay. Well, it's okay. You're wrong quite often. Uh, up next is Superman <laughs> Returns versus Superman 3. Ooh, this could be a tough one for nobody. Uh, a first boss, what do you say? You know what? I, I don't even know what you guys are going to say, but I did really like Superman Returns. Um, I, I liked it. I like I like Brandon Routh. I like uh, the fact that they tried to do a Donner thing like 20 years later. I even liked the fact that they were going to have a super son. I, 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 and you know what? He saved the hell out of that plane and he took a bullet to the eye. So, and you know what? Superman three, eh, it's okay. It's okay. But I really liked the uh, Superman returns. All right. Mr. Franklin, Superman returns or Superman three. Believe it or not, this was one of the most painful decisions I had to make on this thing. Um, and you what? wouldn't think that. You wouldn't think that. But 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 hear me out. If if Michael is a Superman four apologist, I think I've become the Superman three apologist because wow. uh, I feel like Superman three. Yes, it was not. You know, probably not the best decision to go in that direction with your franchise. You know, that probably not the best idea to make it a comedy with Richard Pryor. But the movie feels like a Bronze Age. Superman comic where this hapless guy gets into this crazy extraordinary circumstance and Superman has to bail him out. Happened almost every month in action or Superman comics. The bad thing is nobody really wants to see that in a Superman movie. But, <laughs> but I will say this. It has some fantastic scenes. The, the junkyard fight between evil Superman and Clark Kent. I will still pop that in and watch it. It's it's really well done, holds up great. It's got uh, it's got the uh, the the chemical fire rescue scene, and yeah, where Superman freezes the top of the lake. Yeah, it's just the top people. Don't worry about the fish. It's okay. Uh, the lake's still there. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's got and it's got it's got Annette O'Toole as Lana Lang, and her and Clark are just great together. You know, her and Christopher Reeve uh, have such great chemistry, and uh, it, and it really makes you like it's like no Clark, let let's let's hook up Clark and Lana here. This is gonna work. Superman Returns, I like Brandon Routh. I love that plane sequence. I just watched it last week. But uh, there's just parts about, it's like, 
uh, I don't know. There's just too many things in it that that the, the Super Sun thing didn't work for me, and Superman leaving for five years didn't work for me, and it was just a weird. It was a weird movie to relaunch a franchise with. You know, it was like the fifth movie in its franchise, okay, but not the first Superman movie in almost 20 years. It's just so I got to go with Superman three. I know that just d- destroyed everybody, but I, I'm going with Superman three. I don't know. We're gonna have to find out because up next is the Superman apologist who has two movies to apologize for. Quite frankly, uh, Mr. Bailey, of the two disasters, which would you pick, Superman Returns or Superman three? Superman three, all the way. No, no question. This, Woo! this, I didn't, I didn't have to prey on this or, or anything. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, but but here's the thing. Uh, you know, it's everything Chris said, but also my idea of who Clark Kent was as a character was kind of formulated by this film. Just seeing him as a character instead, much as I love Superman the movie, Clark is kind of a non-entity in that film. But here we get to see him kind of wondering what might have been and the and going back home. And just having Superman himself having to go through kind of a bit of a of a clash of who he is and who he wants to be and kind of giving up on, you know, having random sex with blonde women that he saves from the Statue of Liberty. Uh, (laughs) Superman Returns has a lot of good things going for it as an amazing score. But Superman 3 is just the better Superman film. Okay. All right. And finally, Nathaniel, Superman Returns or Superman 3? What is going on here? <laughs> it's got, I, I, don't, I don't know what I just listened to from these last two people. It's got to be Superman Returns, which is a movie with a lot of faults and a lot of issues in it. But what, what the hell? The nostalgia goggles here. Good grief. Can you guys see your hands in front of your faces? Wow. Uh, at least Superman 3 had a good shirt rip. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. because... Because that is what makes a good movie. That is the only thing that makes a good movie. Look, Superman Returns Returns was over-leaning on its roots. Uh, An acknowledgement of the roots was a good thing, but it it was leaning on it a little harder than it should have. It has a little bit too much. I don't even want to call it padding, but it had a little bit too much downtime. People say there's not enough action. It didn't need more action scenes. It just needed less of everything else that was going on. But I think Brandon Routh is a really good fit, not just for Superman, but to evoke Christopher Reeve's Superman specifically. I know we're not allowed to like him anymore, but Kevin Spacey is really good as Lex Luthor. And and I know I made it snarky. I actually, I'm not comfortable watching Kevin Spacey anymore, so I'll probably never be able to watch this movie again, at least not for a long darn time. But I can still acknowledge that he was good in that part. And I genuinely did enjoy that movie. So, yeah, it's Superman Returns. Ooh, okay. Split decision here, folks. Superman Returns versus Superman 3. This one's up to me. Uh, both movies are a bit of a train wreck for me, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, both of them are very, very flawed. <sighs> Superman Returns, the plane scene is unfreaking believable. It is one of the best Superman things on screen ever, and it was not originally in the script. They threw it in there at the last minute as just a random idea, and it saved the film. Uh, Brandon Routh makes a pretty, pretty darn good Superman. Uh, he really does. 
Uh, I, I kind of enjoyed him in that. And Kevin Spacey, you're right, is Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor 2, Electric Boogaloo, if you will, because he's playing another version, but he was great. Now, when you really step back from the films, though, okay, Superman Returns, the only thing I remember is Super Stalker Superman in the amazing plane scene. Superman 3, however, also not a great movie, but there's two amazing things I remember from Superman 2. Only one amazing thing from Superman Returns. From Superman 3, the two amazing things are the junkyard evil Superman fight, which is amazing, really, as you guys said, informs the character Clark Kent and Superman and all that. And the other thing is that creepy freaking robot machine which grabs that lady and wraps and turns her into a robot, which like still gives me nightmares after all these years. So I'm actually going to give it to Superman 3. Yeah! Yeah! So that was a very hard decision for two crappy movies. So, all right. <laughs> Up next, uh, Man of Steel versus Supergirl. Wow, okay. There's a matchup I didn't think would happen. Uh, Michael Bailey, Superman Apologist. What do you say between these two Kryptonians? Supergirl. Whoa! Okay, so, uh, Man of Steel has a lot going for it. I think I just killed somebody. Um, the thing, the thing. Man, Man of Steel has a lot going for it, but when I look at it as two origin stories, which is how I compare these, uh, these two, Supergirl was better to its character than Man of Steel was to Superman. Uh, one of my biggest problems with, in fact, it's my biggest problem with Man of Steel is that they handicap Superman so much. It's like, not only is he this guy that flies and shoots laser out of his eyes, which is going to scare people. Not only is he an alien, which is going to freak people out. But the first time anybody has any experiences with these aliens, they're like destroying the planet, uh, which is just like, I think, a terrible thing to do with the character. Uh, Supergirl has a lot of flaws. Uh, I really feel bad for Faye Dunaway's dentist to have to pick out all those splinters from her mouth <laughs> from the sheer amount of che- scenery chewing she was done. Uh, and I think this is the real reason that what's his name in Die Hard shot that guy because, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't that he was sitting there being a jerk. He was in this movie. Uh, and Helen Slater, come on. She was great. Okay, one vote for Supergirl. Uh, Nathaniel Wayne, Supergirl versus Man of Steel. All right, Man of Steel is a movie that when I first saw it, I was like, it's fine. But the more I think back on it, the more issue I have with it. And there are a lot of things that were at, at least good starting ideas. They were decent angles to come at the character from. But there's a lot of missteps in the execution. And the whole film seems to have been come at from an angle of all the things they didn't want it to be. Um, not wanting it to be Christopher Reeve, not wanting it to be Superman Returns, not wanting it to be the the um, cartoon version, really not even seeming to want it to be the comic book version of Superman. And and it doesn't seem to have a firm identity for what it is. On the other hand, it's an actual film, whereas Supergirl, I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> so by default, Man of Steel wins simply by virtue of actually being a movie. Okay. Woof. All right, harsh words for Supergirl. Sorry, Helen Slater. Uh, Chris Franklin, Man of Steel or Supergirl? Well, you know, I am uh, – when Man of Steel first came out, I you know, I was kind of like Nathaniel. I was like, yeah, they, you know, it was okay. There were parts of it. I, I do agree that the, the angle they came at it is very strange, and it, it, it seems like the anti-Superman returns. You know, let's just, let's just expunge – Anything of the Christopher Reeve movies and start over again and make it dark and dank and, and depressing and, and everybody, you know, you know, let's make it real world and, and the, the, you know, the world's down on Superman before he even gets his cape on. Uh, and, you know, of course, the whole Paul Kent thing, it's like he's no Glenn Ford, obviously. But, 
despite that, I kind of got to agree with Nathaniel here because I love Helen Slater. Uh, she's fantastic in it. The, the scene when she lands on Earth and takes off flying uh, at the lake is really great. There's some great flying effects, uh, just like Christopher Reeve, and she's got her own uh, lyrical way of flying that's different from him, but uh, you know it informs the character and everything. But yeah, the rest of that movie is just a train wreck. It's just, it's just, it's almost Superman four level bad. Sorry, Michael. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, 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 uh, it, it really is. I mean, and and, and Faye Dunaway is just, uh, I, I mean, the the any actor on Batman sixty six would look at her and go, "What are you doing?" You know, I mean, it's just, you know, so. It, and that was on purpose, you know, so I mean, it's, yeah, I, I gotta go with, even though I ain't really that crazy about Man of Steel nowadays, I still gotta, I still gotta go with it. All right. Uh, boss, do you want to move Man of Steel forward or give Supergirl some love? What do you say? That just <laughs> sounds terrible. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, I would love to give Supergirl some, some love, but honestly, I don't remember much of that movie. Uh, all I remember is that it had Supergirl in it and Faye Dunaway, because who can who can forget, right? But um, and 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 to be fair, it's not about the character; it's really about the movie. Because if they made a Supergirl movie right now, um, even if it was a TV movie, I might be and I'd probably be voting Supergirl. Um, but Man of Steel, it, it was it was a better movie than most I think uh, feel it was. Um, I think it 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 had uh, Christopher Nolan syndrome, where they tried to you know Batman Begins, The Man of Steel. Uh, that's what they tried to do with it, and it just didn't work. But the storytelling was really really nice, so I'm going to give it to Man of Steel. All right, Man of Steel is going to go forward, votes three to one, just to put my own personal uh, thought in there, which I'm not supposed to do. Uh, Man of Steel committed the crime of not making Superman uh, a red, white, and blue hero that we all love, where Supergirl committed the crime of being boring. So, uh, well, the TV show is awesome, not so much for the movie. Terribly sorry, Mr. Bailey. All right, up next, uh, this one's a bit, uh, I think this one's a, uh, right up there with the original Superman and Steel battle. It is Superman 2 versus Suicide Squad. I'm very interested to hear what you folks have to say on this one. Chris? I think the Suicide Squad just lived up to their name here. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's no chance in hell they're going to win this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Superman 2 all the way. I mean, Superman 2... That's something Rob and I are getting ready to talk about. Uh, but, uh, it's, you know, there's, there's aspects of Superman too. Uh, you know, watching it now, I can really miss the, the hand of Richard Donner. I think Richard Lester, you get into the more, you know, jokey, not really all that funny stuff that he likes to put in the movies at times when it doesn't really belong. Kind of like Thor Ragnarok. Uh, but, uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got a, you know, there's no contest. Yeah, it's, of course it's Superman 2. It's Christopher Reeve. It's got General Zod, who's like one of the best uh, comic book movie villains of all time. So, of course, it's Superman 2. You really pick it on the jokiness in Superman 2 after in Superman 1, we got like the nice threads jokes and all that kind of stuff? All right. Whatever. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't have people like blowing across in roller skates and some woman coming out of KFC getting blown away. People are like operating in Metropolis like it's just another day and the damn town's like being destroyed. At least, there's, you know, at least there's not a musical number. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. Okay, there you go. Shut him down. All right. Uh, <laughs> boss, Superman 2 or Suicide Squad? You know what? The only movie that really enraged me, that that really got my heart and and I wanted to headbutt something, uh, <laughs> was Suicide Squad. Okay. Uh, uh, that them I tried watching it again, 
and I tried the, <laughs> I tried everything, and I wanted to love it so much. And I mean, my my buddy Cisco, he just loves the Suicide Squad. He, he makes me read it, and and well, he doesn't make me I read it, but because I like it. But you know, I I just wanted to love the Suicide Squad, and and some parts I did like. I mean, Margot Robbie was awesome. I I have her be harley quinn hell i'd have her being the joker because she was a better joker than the joker was in that movie but i mean uh, superman 2 is just uh, it's, it's my childhood i i love it will always love it it's going forward all right uh michael bailey best clark kent to superman of any of the films uh any superman film ever uh the alleyway best, yeah the alleyway scene oh, best, yeah. best calling out a villain line ever uh, General, would you care to step outside? Love that. Better, great scenes between Clark and Lois. Uh, there are a lot of silly moments in this. I will take it every day and twice on Sunday over the Richard Donner cut, the Lester cut. Suicide Squad, I watch right up until Joker comes and gets Harley, and then I just completely lost interest in that film. I, I, I still haven't finished it. Uh, I don't know if that makes my opinion of it, uh, have any less credence or anything, but I just, I just thought it was terrible. You just saw too much. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) You you weren't wrong in your assessment. Um, Nathaniel Wayne, Superman 2 is going forward, but do you have anything you'd like to say about Suicide Squad? Well, first of all, Michael, if that's the point you stopped at, then honestly, you probably have a better opinion of Suicide Squad than it deserves because it gets worse (laughs) from there. That's true. (laughs) So (sighs) Suicide Squad was such a frustrating experience for me because – There was no reason for it to be what it was. It is not hard to make this fun. It doesn't have to be smart. It only has to be fun. And DC Animated had put out not that long before a really wonderfully fun animated version of Suicide Squad. But that that thing, just what a mess. I mean, I... I hadn't followed the production on it, but after it came out, I looked it up. I was like, oh, the script was written in six weeks. It really, really shows. And it's they spend just... that much time on it? <laughs> to finish it? Yes, because that's normally what you would spend on maybe a first draft. Okay. That was the finished script in six weeks. That having been said, I am not nearly as big a fan of Superman 2, clearly, as everyone else on this panel is. But, yeah, even... Even me not having a particularly not strong nostalgic love for that film, it it trounces Suicide Squad without question. All right, Superman 2 un, uh, unanimously is going to go forward. We say goodbye to the amazingly gorgeous uh, Margot Robbie, but uh, <laughs> it, you can take your terrible film and leave, ma'am. All right. Uh, up well, next. don't don't, for, don't forget, it's the Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> DC loves to oh. throw that out whenever they can, don't they? All right. Up next, uh, an interesting pairing, uh, Constantine versus Batman versus Superman. Now, there was some discussion about whether Constantine should be included in the list. One of the panelists said, no, he's wrong, frequently. Uh, not the one you think, though. Uh, because Constantine, when he first came out, was in superhero uh, comic book. So it's Constantine versus Batman v Superman. Sorry, I should get it correct. Uh, boss, what do you think? Um, you know what? I had really high hopes for Batman v Superman. I really wanted it to be great, and it wasn't. <laughs> and I, I, I had the opposite for Constantine. When I saw it, I, I thought, wow, Neo as Constantine, really? And you know what? I really enjoyed it. I kind of still enjoy it. 
I watched it like a month ago, and I was like, yeah, it's still good. So I'm going to be voting for Constantine. All right. Um, then Michael Bailey, what do you say? Constantine versus BVS. Uh, one of these movies uh, did a com- did a little bit of a disservice to the character it's about. The other movie took the characters that it was about out back in an alley, doused them in gasoline and lit them on fire uh, and then put them out with more alcohol, which just made the fire worse. I hate Batman v Superman. So much flames on the side of my face, big roaring flames. Constantine has a lot of problems with it because, you know, fans of the comic have serious problems with the portrayal and it has uh, go, 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 go in it, uh, who I hate, uh, Shia LaBeouf, for people who don't understand the reference. I just thought, at the end of the day, it was a more entertaining film than Batman v Superman. It made more sense, and it didn't make me want to kill somebody, and it has Tilda Swinton in it, and I have a really big thing for her. Okay, that's two for Constantine. Uh, Nathaniel Wayne, what do you say? Constantine is one of my comfort food movies. It's got some issues. It's not perfect, but... I first of all, if you can swallow the fact that it is Americanized, I actually don't think Keanu Reeves is even awful in the part. And I know a lot of fans of the character from the comics reject it on premise. But I, there's that. I love the atmosphere. This movie was actually my introduction to Tilda Swinton. So this was the start of my Tilda Swinton crush because she is amazing as Gabriel. And um, it's yes. also got it's also got, I think, one of the best devils that's been put on film. Because he, is, this version of Lucifer is so slimy. You feel like you need a shower after just watching him on screen. And I, I really enjoy that movie. Batman v Superman, on the other hand, I, oh my god. I just, I will never understand how it has any defenders because even if you make the argument that you like this approach for these characters and you are not, offended by the direction that these characters are taken it's just a bad movie it structurally makes no sense it's villain's plan has no logical thread and he would have to know things that it is impossible for anyone to possibly know it just it doesn't hold together as a film even if you can accept it on its own ludicrous terms so i think nathaniel has an opinion on this okay yeah just a little Chris, Constantine uh, has been officially moved forward unless you want to sway some people with Batman versus Superman. Uh, yeah, that's – yeah, who would try to do that at this point? Uh, but but uh, no, seriously, uh, you know, Batman v Superman's got Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. That's it. Uh, that's all it's got going for it. So yeah, I, even though – and I think with Constantine, I think if you've ever seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, you will be thankful that uh, Keanu Reeves' Constantine was not British. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, so I mean, yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah, Constantine, yeah, of course. Okay, uh, so that is two DC Cinematic Universe films that has lost unanimously, both Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, both from DC Cinematic Universe, out. Now, I will say, just throwing a little opinion in here, BVS, to me, I watched it again recently with my daughter, I enjoyed it much more than I did the first time, still not a good movie at all. Constantine, honestly, I'm really not sure it's as good as the praise we just gave it, but compared to what it's up against, there was no way it was going to lose, so... Uh, and I do kind of like uh, Keanu better now that I've seen John Wick. So we give him that. All right. Up next. Ooh, okay, folks. Uh, Wonder Woman. You've all been waiting to hear her name. Wonder Woman versus Return of Swamp Thing. Uh, let's just rip the Band-Aid right off. Nathaniel, what do you say? 
Uh, Wonder Woman. Like, I do. Do I even need to justify this? I don't need to point out why Wonder Woman is awesome because you put it up against Return of Swamp Thing. So all I have to say is Return of Swamp Thing, and you understand why I'm picking Wonder Woman. <laughs> now, my defense, I didn't put them up against it. It's the seeds that works out. The number two seed versus the number fifteen seed. You know, you can keep deflecting this. I'm still going to ch- personally choose to blame you because that's just what I like to do in life. Ah, so you, okay. you need to quit throwing out that excuse. To be fair, I didn't actually vote in the. So, but anyway, I, I do enjoy you blaming me because it just shows what, a, what an ass you are. Okay, Chris Franklin, uh, Wonder Woman versus Return of Swamp Thing. I didn't even know Return of Swamp Thing got a theatrical release, I'll be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't even think it was qualified to even be on here. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. Uh, uh, you know, other than Dick Durock, you know, it's a, a poor guy played Swamp Thing and everything. So, props to Dick Durock. But yeah, there's no way in hell Wonder Woman's not winning this one. That is probably <laughs> true. Boss, what do you say? You know what? I haven't even seen Return of the Swamp thing. Whoa! I I know because why would I? <laughs> so <laughs> because you had I'll HBO with... because you had HBO in the eighties like I did, and that's how you saw it. <laughs> uh, not even, not even. I think I might have seen a VHS tape of it. I don't know, but uh, Wonder Woman all the way. Okay, and uh, Michael Bailey, why don't you just bring us home on this one? Oh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the boy doesn't even have pithy comments for us. That's unusual. Okay. So, let's see. Uh, in this one, in the bracket, we just finished this one, folks. We've got Superman the movie, Justice League, Batman 66, Superman 3, Man of Steel, Superman 2, Constantine, and Wonder Woman. So, we've got a nice mixture there of some classic films and some uh, DC Cinematic Universe. All right. Let's move into the Mutant Spiders bracket. We're going down to the other Marvel movies. This is primarily going to be Spider-Man and X-Men franchise films. We're going to start off with Spider-Man 2 versus... Oh, <laughs> let me just say, it's the number one seed of Spider-Man 2 versus the number 16 seed of Fantastic Four from 2005. And it's worth noting, the other two Fantastic Four movies were so bad, they didn't even make the rankings to make it in the cut. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Franklin, Spider-Man 2 versus Fantastic Four. Ah, uh, well, uh, I'm not even going to belabor this one very long. Yeah, yeah, it's Spider-Man 2. I mean, Chris Evans and Michael Chiklis aside, yeah, it's still Spider-Man 2 because I'm kind of with Nathaniel. I can't decide whether I like Spider-Man 2 or Homecoming better. So, ah, uh, yeah, Spider-Man 2. All right, <laughs> boss. Yeah, Spider-Man 2. I mean, Doc Ock, what? Uh, it's, it's just a great movie. It was my favorite superhero movie till very recently. So it's going to be Spider-Man 2. Fantastic Four was okay. I, I enjoyed it. It's a better movie than I thought it because I watched it again for some odd reason. Uh, <laughs> but it's just lacking a bit of action, you know. I But, uh, yeah, Spider-Man 2. All right, Nathaniel, Spider-Man 2 or versus uh, Fantastic Four? Uh, it's, it's Spider-Man 2. Fantastic Four, I don't, the, the first one at least, I don't think is as bad as a lot of people crap on it because it, you know, Chris already alluded to it. Chris Evans and Michael Chiklis, I think, are actually genuinely good in their parts. I think overall, the while the other two actors and the leads aren't great on their own, I think the overall family dynamic was fairly well captured, but it's it's not a very good movie. It was middling at the time, and as we've gotten more and better superhero movies since, it has just fallen lower, 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 lower in any estimation. So it's Spider-Man 2. It really pains me to think that Nathaniel just gave us some intelligent insight there. But anyway, because uh, it was. All right, Michael Bailey, uh, <laughs> Spider-Man 2 versus Fantastic Four. Uh, Fantastic Four was another really good pilot that somehow made it to the theaters. I'm not quite sure how that uh, 
that worked out. Um, no, Spider-Man 2. Come on. It's not my favorite Spider-Man film, uh, but it's my second favorite Spider-Man film. And it, it was one of the most enjoyable theater experiences ever because uh, when my wife and I went to see it, there was this really big dude uh, who was like dressed and decked out like Hot Topic gear and all that. And, you know, he had a Coke and a popcorn and looked like he would eat you if he uh, if you upset him. And during the scene where uh, MJ and Peter were talking in the coffee shop, suddenly this very loud, tell her you love her, tell her you love her. <laughs> and I look over and it's big hot topic, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, just 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 not only is the film great, going to see the film was awesome. <laughs> OK, so Spider-Man 2 goes forward unanimously. And we say goodbye to Jessica Alba's gratuitous scenes of her in her underwear. So uh, and for those of you at home wondering, why is Shag making all these sexist comments? Listen to this network for the last six years. I didn't come by the name Irredeemable by accident. So. All right. Uh, up next is uh, I think personally, I think this is a tough matchup. Amazing Spider-Man, the first one versus X-Men, the first one. And we are going to go over to Boss. What do you say, buddy? Oh, this is the tough one, because uh, I really did like Andrew Garfield, skinny Spider-Man. And uh, I, I but, you know, X-Men, it's it's Wolverine all the way. And I really liked Rogue and I, I, I it's going to be X-Men. OK. All right. Nathaniel, what do you say, buddy? I don't enjoy doing this because especially uh, given where the franchise went after this, but I, I, I have to go with Amazing Spider-Man on this, not because it's especially good, because it's not, but I don't know when the last time any it was that anybody rewatched that first X-Men. It has not aged well at all in basically any aspect that isn't Ian McKellen or Patrick Stewart. And yes, I'm going to include Hugh Jackman in that, because while casting him in the part was a coup and yielded amazing dividends later, in this first film, he's just fine. And that's kind of all that that first X-Men film is. At best, it is fine. And Amazing Spider-Man, I feel, has enough things clicking into place that are, that at least at this point, as of time of recording, are holding up better than a lot of what was used in X-Men. I, I just rewatched X-Men recently with my daughter, and once again, pains me to say it, couldn't agree with you more. X-Men did not age well. Even though it's not my turn, sorry. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man versus X-Men, and we go over to Michael Bailey. Amazing Spider-Man is my favorite Spider-Man film. Um, wow. What the... Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> you so, <put> Nathaniel. <laughs> okay. Nathan, you and I can have a separate conversation about this, you know, so we don't, like, bog down the, 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 the conversation. Amazing Spider-Man is the Spider-Man film I wanted when I was a kid. Uh, it has such an 80s vibe to it for me. Uh, maybe it's the James Horner score. I don't know. But that scene at the end where he is all busted up and Pony Boy gets all of his construction guys together to, to give him the clear shot to the end. There are problems with this movie, but Andrew Garfield is so much better as Peter Parker and Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire was. I love this movie. X-Men hates itself. It hates its source material. Mm. Watch the interviews with the people that made it. And like Lauren Schuler Donner, no disrespect to her uh, personally, but every time I see her go, well, we didn't want to do something comic booky. I vomit into my trash can. So yeah, Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man all the way. Yeah. <laughs> they do now, have, that jo- they have that joke in there too about the spandex. So hold on there, Michael. When you tell me that Spider, the Amazing Spider-Man was the Spider-Man movie you wanted to see when you were a kid, all I get out of that is you had terrible taste as a kid. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> 
wow. <laughs> you know, I'd, ca- I'd care, but I don't. You two go <laughs> behind the gym after class, okay? we got to get through this. All right. Uh, Chris Franklin, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man versus X-Men. What do you say, buddy? You know, i got to say, written down on my paper, I have X-Men, but I'm going to change it. <gasps> really? I'm going cha- to change it, yeah, because I think you guys brought up some good points. I like Andrew Garfield as uh, as Spider-Man. I like Tom Holland a little bit better, but I did like I did like Garfield better than Toby, and I I really liked Emma Stone, and uh, you know, and I gotta I gotta say that after I got to thinking about it, I'm like, well, what don't what do I not like about Amazing Spider-Man? And I sitting there running it through my head, and it's like. I think everything I don't like about Amazing Spider-Man came from Amazing Spider-Man 2. And it was influencing, <laughs> it was influencing me. And then, and I, and I agree, uh, with Nathaniel. I saw X-Men on TV on FX or something not that long ago. And man, it, it looks like a, it kind of looks like a TV movie now. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't, uh, and even then it didn't quite have that snap to it. Like the, maybe the, the Blade movies might have looked a little bit better than X-Men. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. So, All right. Amazing Spider-Man will move forward with three votes. All right, folks. Uh, up next, it is, uh, we're going to stick with the mutants, X-Men First Class versus X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, this should be interesting. Nathaniel, what do you say, buddy? The, this this one is probably the easiest call for me out of this whole bracket because I hate Apocalypse <laughs> so much. And the thing is, it, it took me a while to realize how much I hate it because coming out of it, like there there are very few things in it that are actually really all that bad. But you know what? It doesn't have a single thing that's actually good. <laughs> So it's not a presence of a ton of bad stuff. It is a total absence of anything that's actually good. The few good things in it were recycled elements. Yeah, Magneto's loss of family is kind of decent, but you know what? We've done this beat with Magneto already. Quicksilver's scene was fun, but you know what? We did this scene already. And that's basically the only strings to this thing's bow, and the rest of it is all just white noise. First class, and this may come up in the next bracket, we'll see, I actually think is severely overrated by a lot of people, but Apocalypse is garbage. Uh, just a quick reference to your comment about first class being overrated. Shut your mouth! Okay. Uh, up next, uh, Michael Bailey, uh, X-Men First Class versus X-Men Apocalypse. What do you say, buddy? Oh, X-Men First Class. Uh, my favorite of the X films, hands down. Uh, just was a complete joy to watch in the theater. It was a complete surprise because I had zero expectations for it. And uh, I have tried to watch Apocalypse on HBO several times. And, yeah, that hasn't happened yet. Because <laughs> I hate Brian Singer dealing with the X characters outside of X2. So Okay. It's a little bit like watching Transformers 2. All right. Uh, let's see. Up next is Chris on X-Men First Class versus X-Men Apocalypse. What do you say? Uh, X-Men First Class. i got to go there. But uh, I really regret it's the one X-Men movie I did not see in the theater. There was just too much going on that summer. I did not see it. And as soon as I saw it on DVD, I kicked myself. Why in the hell didn't I go see this in the theater? Uh, X-Men Apocalypse, I did see in the theater. And other than the Weapon X Wolverine scene, which we kind of already seen before in two other movies, this one just looked more like Barry Windsor Smith. Uh, that's the only part I really remember about that movie. So, yeah, so it's first class all the way, yeah. Okay, and... um. Boss, there we go. Uh, the decision's already made in first class versus apocalypse, but do you have anything you'd like to add? You know what? Um, uh, I'm going to go with first class, but 
Uh, Apocalypse has two reasons why uh, I need to talk about it. And these are two comments from, one, my brother. I went to see it with my brother, and uh, he, when we came, came out of the movie, he said, uh, isn't Beast one of the smartest people on Earth? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And why was he trying to punch Apocalypse? because <laughs> that was the stupidest thing you could do and uh the other comment was from my my buddy uh, michel which we call him doug and uh and i asked him I, I, and he's a big uh, x-men fan and i said hey how, how'd you like it and he just said "Ugh." <laughs> so <laughs> so i'm gonna go with first class so first class is gonna go forward and what i just learned is that everyone in canada named michelle does not go by their actual first name so i know all right, up next is going to be, we're going to stay with the mutants still, because there's so many of these movies. X-Men Days of Future Past versus X-Men The Last Stand. Mr. Bailey, what do you say? Uh, Days of Future Past. Um, despite the fact that it is uh, a Brian Singer film, it also holds together a lot better than X3. X3 is not the train wreck that some other of the films that we've been talking about tonight are. But it's just, I, I think, even with all my problems with Days of Future Past, uh, I just felt that it was just a much better X film. Okay. All right. Uh, Chris Franklin, uh, Days of Future Past or Last Stand? I'm gonna go with Days of Future Past. I mean, it it's it felt like a it felt like the course correction that the X films needed at the time. Unfortunately, they totally botched it with Apocalypse. But uh, afterwards, uh, but uh, yeah, and I don't hate X three like some people do either. But yeah, it's just it just doesn't it just feels like it's one of those movies that it's just like. I don't know. It's like there's so many weird bits and dismissal of characters in that film that it just it's like totally group different group of people came in and 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 took a franchise over. It felt like one of those weird like an old 80s horror movie franchise where that happened. That's what it felt like. And it just doesn't work. So. It's Jason X. OK. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boss, what do you say? Do you Bite your tongue. Pass? Jason X is awesome. Damn <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. All right. Settle down in the peanut gallery. Days of Futures Past or The Last Stand. Boss. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, Days of Future Past j- just because although I didn't really like the fact that the kind of melded the two worlds or the two franchises to get because you know first class was like uh starting from fresh and uh, i i don't know why they had to pull it all together but uh you know what x-men the last stand only had really one thing i liked in it and uh and un- unfortunately it was ellen page because she's canadian and that's it <laughs> <laughs> Nothing right. else. Fair enough. Nathaniel, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past is going to go forward, but would you like to add anything about one of these two films? I mean, we'll make it a clean sweep for Days of Future Past. I I do think Last Stand is overhated. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people think it is. Um, it is close to being as bad as a lot of people think it is. <laughs> it, it's, just, it's, it's just not quite there. But it, it, it is an example of um, actually Fox having a very long history of sticking to a release date no matter what because they had a release date. And they had a director who dropped out and they got a new director and a new script and didn't change the release date. And it really, 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 really shows. Future Past, I I do actually enjoy Future Past. And so it's not just winning by default here. 
I I feel that it is a really nice wrap up for the old characters. I and I and I get you know what was said about um, it not necessarily being necessary to merge the two. I do I do kind of get that, but I certainly appreciated the sort of feeling like a, a firm ending was given to the original um, group that we started out with. So for that and and for and for a lot of little touches across it, I, I do enjoy. Days of Future Past quite a bit. Okay, Days of Future Past is going to take it uh, uncontested, and then uh, in Last Stand, you know, Michael Bailey, what went through my head, you said it wasn't the train wreck everyone remembers. Well, I will say it was definitely on the track at the time, though. And uh, with that, we'll say goodbye, juggernaut bitch. All right, up next is Deadpool. Yeah, he made the list, folks. The second one, by the way, was too recent for us to include in the bracket, but Deadpool versus Spider-Man 3. We'll throw that over to Boss. What do you say, buddy? Um, I'm going to go with Deadpool because even though it was funny and it was meant to be funny, it did not have a dance scene. And, uh, <laughs> and, and although it would have fit in a Deadpool <laughs> movie, it would have been great and would have been spectacular and it would have been all out. Then, you know, Spider-Man 3 had this, oh, I have the Venom symbiote and now I... I dance and I'm kind of badass. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like Spider-Man three, so I'm going Deadpool all the way. Okay, uh, Chris, what do you say, Deadpool or Venom? Uh, yeah, there's really no contest there. Yeah, Spider-Man three is one of the probably one of the biggest drop-offs from great movie to whoa sequel ever in the history of film. I think uh, with with the same people working on it, it's like why why why'd you guys make this? What happened? You know, uh, I mean, I know what happened. There was interference. Like put Venom in it. You know, it's like well, don't don't put Venom in it. Uh, but uh, yeah, Deadpool, a lot of fun. Uh, enjoyed it a lot more than I even thought I would. And uh, yeah, Spider-Man three is cringeworthy and a good chunk of it. So, yeah, it's Deadpool. All right. Nathaniel Wayne, what do you say, buddy? I mean, it's Deadpool, but I've Spider-Man 3, I, I, I wanted to say, like, this is the movie that you get when a studio forces a filmmaker to make changes he doesn't want to. But at the same time, that doesn't ring true for my issues with the movie because I actually think Venom's the better villain in that. I think Sandman is terrible. Hmm. Um, he his his opening scene of pulling himself together when he first gets his powers is a beautiful piece of film. But the character is a friggin' cipher. He he win he gets beaten by being made to cry and then he blows away in the wind. I, what? <laughs> what? And we have to retroactively make him the guy who really killed Uncle Ben? Screw you. So, no, I, there's a lot of reasons to dislike Spider-Man 3. Venom isn't even in my top five reasons to dislike Spider-Man <laughs> All right, Michael Bailey, well, Deadpool's moving forward no matter what, but do you have anything you'd like to share on these two films? No, Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And Nathaniel just reminded me of stuff I didn't even remember about Spider-Man 3. It was so bad. All right, <laughs> up next is the first Spider-Man movie. Hmm, interesting, Green Goblin and Power Rangers costume, versus Amazing Spider-Man 2, which we've already had some things to say about. <laughs> Nathaniel, Spider-Man versus Amazing Spider-Man 2. What do you say? That first Spider-Man movie, has time has not been as kind to it as I would like it to have been. I do still remember going to the theater, and I do remember the thrill of seeing that for the first time. Um, 
but they, it, that's not something that I can even come close to recapturing watching it again now. And I don't love Tobey Maguire in this part. I know a lot of people who do. It seems to be mostly people who really favor the 60s um, and maybe early 70s version of Peter Pan. You know, the, the sad sack Peter Parker, which is not my preferred Peter Parker in the first place. So maybe that's why I don't like him in this role all that much. But Amazing Spider-Man 2 is Amazing Spider-Man 2. It is a film made by a committee of executives with a list of what needs to go in so that they can build a franchise going forward, but no actual plot or even a skeleton of a plot to hang any of this on. It's just – it, it's, it's like a two-hour PowerPoint meeting of how they're going to make another ten movies. <laughs> it's, it's not a film. It's a mess. Okay, so that's Spider-Man, uh, the, the first Spider-Man you're voting for. Then. Yes. Okay, I just want to be perfectly clear. Okay, uh, Michael Bailey, what do you say, buddy? Uh, well, despite having Macy Gray in it, who I've never liked at all, uh, I'm going with Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the Batman Forever of the Spider-Man films. Uh, uh, it's not the Batman and Robin? Uh, no, no. Okay, uh, <laughs> that'll be interesting to discuss in a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> And, and despite the fact that I actually knew the guy that played Harry in this film when he was like 10 years old, I, I just can't, I, I can't in good conscience give anything uh, positive about Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think you could have just stopped it. I, I just can't. That, that would have been just fine. Uh, boss, what do you say? Uh, Spider-Man or Amazing Spider-Man 2? You know what? I My feeling is that the costume from Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the best hmm. Spider-Man costume ever. That being said, that's the only good thing about this movie. It's it's a great costume. I just love it. Look at it again. It's a great costume. But, you know, the original Spider-Man, even though, you know, it's weird glands on his hands, uh, Tobey Maguire, um, that's, you know, he's shooting stuff from his wrists. And, yeah, it kind of bugged me. Um, I'm going to go with Spider-Man because Amazing Spider-Man 2 just had nothing. Okay, and Chris, Spider-Man's going forward no matter what, but anything you'd like to share on Spider-Man or Amazing Spider-Man 2? Uh, I'm not going to waste our time. It would have been Spider-Man, yeah, uh, even though they, you know, took uh, the, the face of uh, Willem Dafoe, and, and, which is the scariest thing ever in cinema, and hid it under that mask. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, Spider, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is, is uh, despite Garfield and, and Emma Stone, it's a, it's kind of a train wreck, yeah, so, yeah. Spider-Man. All right, Spider-Man's going for it uncontested. I will say Amazing Spider-Man 2 committed the crimes of trashing Andrew Gar or ending, really, Andrew Garfield's run as Spider-Man, because I thought he really was exceptional. And that's nothing against Tom Holland, but I thought Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man was great. And killing Emma Stone? Really? Just they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. Okay, folks. Up next is, oh, time for some schnicked. It is Logan versus the Wolverine. Not to be confused with Wolverine Origins. Um, that movie sucks so bad it got cut from the whole list altogether. But Logan <laughs> versus the Wolverine. Michael Bailey, what do you say? I, I actually preferred Wolverine Origins over uh, the Wolverine. Oh, folks, hanging <laughs> up on Mike right now. Wow. Uh, but Logan wins. Okay. And, you know, for, uh, for, for the obvious reasons. I don't want to belabor the point. It was, it's just a, a superior film. All right. Boss, Logan or the Wolverine? You know what? I, I, I almost didn't watch 
Logan. <laughs> I I know. Um, cause, cause I thought it was overhyped. And when I did watch it, I was like, nah, no, nah, it wasn't, it wasn't overhyped. It's, it's exactly what I thought it was. And it's, and it was great. And I did like it. The Wolverine was fine. It's not, it's not a bad movie. It's just Logan was, was such a great movie. I just, it was, a, it was more than just a Wolverine movie. It was just a great movie. So, um, I just love Logan. So Logan. All right, fair enough. A good answer. Chris, what do you say, Logan or the Wolverine? Uh, well, Logan actually got me misty-eyed in the theater. Uh, you know, it, it got to me emotionally. Um, and uh, I, I think it's one of those movies that just kind of even stands apart from the the superhero genre in general. But uh, So, yeah, i got to go with Logan. And Wolverine, the Wolverine, I actually was pretty cool with up until that stupid freaking silver samurai giant robot fight at the end of that movie like what the hell it's a power ranger movie all of a sudden so uh yeah but uh yeah so it's logan all right well logan's gonna go forward but nathaniel anything you'd like to share about logan or the wolverine i mean i uh, i my vote's gonna go to logan because it's it's undeniably the better film um but i i'm basically in the same boat as chris where i actually really like the wolverine but they gave it an act three from a different movie because they, they, it, the first two acts, like basically right up until he gets skewered by a bajillion arrows on chains, they, they made a, they made a samurai movie. And it, it really it suits him and it's really steeped in that mood. And then out of nowhere, it becomes the world's most generic superhero boss fight ever. And it's like that you pulled an ending from a different movie that didn't even get made and stuck it onto this one. And it's a shame. Okay, Logan's going to move forward, but please note we all had some nice things to say about the Wolverine. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, not 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 all of us. But. Well, okay. <laughs> you, you did the whole samurai thing. Was that was a compliment? No, no, no. I, I'm saying we did have one guy who said he preferred um, X Men Origins Wolverine to the Wolverine. So, well, he's cute. Dude, Liev Schreiber as Sabretooth was badass. He I was. loved him. No in one's going to deny that. But every other <laughs> thing about that movie was horrible. All right, doesn't matter. It's not even on the list. So let's keep going. All right, folks, this is going to wrap up our uh, Mutant Spiders block. It is X-Men 2, or it's X2, X-Men United, versus Hulk. Now, I want to explain one quick thing for you folks at home. Some of you are probably screaming, wait a minute, Ang Lee's Hulk's on the list, but the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton's not? That is simply a deal with the Quadrants. The Marvel Cinematic Universe had so many films in it that three films at the bottom actually got cut, which included the Incredible Hulk. Sadly, it, it didn't make it. Whereas in this bracket, the only thing that's hung around the bottom of those horrible Fantastic Four movies, so the Hulk actually survives, whereas Incredible Hulk didn't. Just it's a matter of the brackets and the numbers, folks. So, X2 versus Hulk. Um, Chris, what do you say, buddy? Hulk is probably the only superhero film I have ever just... I had the DVD here, and, you know, we were doing a clean-out one time, and I'm like, yeah, throw it in the donate pile. Uh, because, wow. And I'm a pack rat. I'm a pack rat. I have the, the Legends of the Superhero specials on DVD, people, and I let the Ang Lee Hulk go. Uh, so, uh... Yeah, it's X2 all the way. Actually, X2 was uh, my favorite X-Men movie for a long time. So, uh, you know, and I, and I think it's a definite, definite step up uh, from the first film. And, uh, you know, if Wolverine goes off in the, the mansion with the, the guys coming to take the kids, that scene alone was like, yes! You know, so yeah, X2. All right. Nathaniel, what do you say, buddy? 
Oh, it's got to be X2. Okay. Absolutely. Now, that said, I do actually think Ang Lee's Hulk, for all the problems with it, and there are a lot, I do think it's an interesting film. And I actually have watched it even for pleasure since having seen it in the theater because I think the approach that was taken to it. And a lot of people complain about the, you know, the panel editing thing, which is weird and I will grant doesn't quite work, but it's I still find it interesting and fascinating what he was trying to do, but it doesn't come together at all, and X2 is just awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, Michael Bailey, what do you say? X2 or Hulk? Oh, X2. I, I, I actually upgraded my version of the Hulk uh, to Blu-ray, but that was only because the Hulk is kind of like Superman. I, I tend to buy everything that comes out, uh, no matter what, because I love the character so much. But X2 was such a better film uh and just overall i mean especially when you're just putting these two together it's the clear winner okay all right so uh boss anything you'd like to add x-men 2 is going forward but anything you want to add about x-men 2 or hulk well i loved x-men 2 and i'd vote for it but can anybody explain to me the ending of hulk i don't know what's going on it's like a big jellyfish in the sky what's going on I can't even remember the ending, honestly. Well, I could, yeah. but we don't have the time. Okay, I can I can do it real quick. The theory is that the Hulk basically allows his dad, who, which is this weird version of the Absorbing Man, to take all of his inherent Hulkness powers, and it overloads him, and he kind of bursts like a bubble. That's that's what's supposed to be going on. So it's not a jellyfish. That's it's what you're not. A, it's not a jellyfish. No. Well, I'm disappointed now. And rightfully so. Okay, folks. <laughs> that's going to wrap up the mutant spider bracket. So we've got uh, a good spread of mutants and spiders here. We've got Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man, X-Men First Class, X-Men Days of Future Past, Deadpool, Spider-Man Logan, and X2. All right, we're going to move over to the Dark Knights quadrant, which is a mix of Marvel and DC films. All right, first up is the number one seed versus the number 16 seed, which is The Dark Knight, meaning the second Nolan film, versus Catwoman with Haley Berry. Oof, okay. And now, to be fair, also in this quadrant, I did have to play a little bit jiggery-pokery. Catwoman was the dead last of the whole thing and should have got cut, except above her was uh, Ghost Rider, Spirits of Vengeance, and I felt like, you know, we've already got another Ghost Rider in this bracket. There was no representation for Catwoman on her own, so Catwoman got saved. So, Nathaniel, what we say dark knight or catwoman <laughs> it's dark knight <laughs> I, I i'm not even gonna waste anybody's time i'm not even gonna be snarky about it i think you just were uh boss uh dark knight or <laughs> catwoman i haven't seen catwoman i don't know the dark knight you're not qualified to be on this panel well, you know. uh, <laughs> I, I mean i i've seen holly berry <laughs> But I, I didn't see a Catwoman in there. <laughs> That's fair to say. Chris Franklin, Dark Knight or Catwoman? Uh, Academy Award versus Raspberry Award. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Dark Knight. <laughs> fair enough. Mr. Bailey, uh, you're gonna. the decision's made, but anything you'd like to add? Uh, I saw Catwoman for free, and I still want my money back, Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Up next is, and this might be a little bit harder than uh, than I, we looks on the surface. Batman Forever versus Daredevil. Batman Forever versus Daredevil. Mr. Bailey, what do you think? Batman Forever is actually uh, in, in later years has has grown on me. Daredevil isn't the worst comic book film ever made, but Batman Forever still beats it. 
Okay. Interesting choice. Uh, Nathaniel, Batman Forever versus Daredevil. I honestly, I am torn on this one. I could make an argument for either one because um, they're they're both deeply flawed movies, but they both got a lot of things that I like. I actually, even though he's just doing his stock character, I actually think that Jim Carrey is a really good fit for the Riddler. I think they did a pretty good uh, take on Robin with, with Chris O'Donnell. Even though Val Kilmer is kind of wooden, what they actually do with Batman as a character is kind of fascinating because he basically gets over his damage and stops treating being Batman like an obligation that he's stuck with and something he is actively deciding to do and as far as daredevil is concerned i think ben maffleck is better in the part than people give it credit for i really like michael clark duncan in the part of kingpin Mm -hmm. but oh man i think at the end i am going to ding batman forever harder for how much tommy lee jones is a complete miscast and totally wrong performance as two-face and end up giving it to daredevil okay interesting one for the blind lawyer from the hell's kitchen uh boss batman forever or daredevil i you know what i'm i'm i kind of like both of these um i i really like daredevil but i really like the extended cut or the director's cut even more so the uh you know the the in cinema the the I, I didn't really like, but, you know, I still love it. And Batman Forever has Jim Carrey, who was who great as the Riddler. I mean, he was trying to, you know, be the Riddler. And and I didn't like Chris O'Donnell. So, you know what? I'm going to go with Batman Forever. Okay. Wow. Okay. Mr. Franklin, are you going to give Batman Forever the nod, or are you going to give another one to Daredevil and make it a tougher choice? Ah. Uh... Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Batman Forever because I, I don't dislike Daredevil. Uh, the crazy, you know, uh, playground fight aside, but or whatever that thing is that him and Elektra did, uh, the dance-off. <laughs> I The ba- Batman Forever, despite going in some directions that the franchise should have steered away from, I, I think it captured that feeling of... The uh, 1940s, the Batman and Robin, the team, even though Dick was older, I did like Chris O'Donnell as Robin. And the, the freaking scene with them running in front of the bat signal at the end gives me goosebumps every time I see it. So, yeah, it's Batman forever. You mean the scene where his ears are actually wobbling and you can see them wobble? I don't care, Shag. It still gives me goosebumps. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I am a uh, apologist for Daredevil uh, in general, the character, the comic, the the movie, everything. So, I, well, I love both films. This was a tough call for me, too. I mean, not that I get a vote, but uh, I, I really love Daredevil. There's a lot of flaws with it, absolutely. But I love that movie so much. So, anyway, doesn't matter. Batman Forever is going forward. Forward, and we say goodbye to Jennifer Gardner. Well, at least until we get to the end of the uh, end of this round, where uh, her crappy movie is also at the bottom. So, all right, up next, folks, is Batman Returns. So that is the second of the Tim Burton movies versus Blade Trinity. And we're going to go over to Chris. What do you say, buddy? You know, there's some things about Batman Returns that I don't, I don't. It's not Danny DeVito's fault. I really don't like his Penguin. I love Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Uh, I still like Michael Keaton as Batman. I like his suit better than this one. It's got a great soundtrack. Blade Trinity, I uh, liked Ryan Reynolds in it, uh, but uh, yeah, Wesley Snipes was asleep at the wheel and not even on set apparently half the time. It was a body double because he wasn't getting along with the people making the movie, so I want to give it to Batman Returns. Okay, all right. Uh, Michael Bailey, what do you say, Batman Returns or Blade Trinity? Everything Chris just said, Batman Returns. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Nathaniel Wayne, Blade Trinity or Batman Returns? Uh, you know, I have a lot of issues with Batman Returns because it is a pretty good Tim Burton movie and not a very good Batman movie. But yes. Blade, Tr- Blade Trinity just has almost nothing going on for it. So despite not really enjoying it, I've still got to give it to Batman Returns. Okay, boss, the, the, the penguins are going forward, but uh, do you have anything you'd like to add on Batman Returns or Blade Trinity? I'm right there with these guys. I'm with Batman Returns, not because it's that guy. I would have liked to see it in just black and white. That would be great. But, you know, Blade Trinity was just nothing. Okay, folks, Batman Returns is going forward uncontested, and we say goodbye to Jessica Biel. Uh, all right. Up next is the Dark Knight Rises. So this is the third Nolan film. I have to. I have to actually categorize these because even for me, I get mixed up because the names are so similar. Anyway, this is the third Nolan movie, Bat- The Dark Knight Rises versus Batman and Robin, which is the one with uh, Schwarzenegger. So hmm, uh, they're on the same playing field, I think. Boss, what do you think of these two movies? You know what? I really didn't like The Dark Knight Rises. I think it was the one movie that was made in the Nolan, Nolan trilogy that should have just got cut. I really, I hated it, actually. It almost get me, but you know what? It's up against Batman and Robin, which is like the try to return to the campy Batman thing. And it's awful. And it's, but you know what? At least I can have a laugh at it. So I'm going with Batman and Robin. Holy crap. I mean, oh, that's very interesting. You were totally entitled to that vote. Uh, okay. Uh, Chris, what do you say? Uh, Dark Knight Returns or Batman and Robin? Uh, Dark, well, Dark Knight Rises, yeah. Uh, Dark uh, Rises. Yeah, I will. Uh, I Dark Knight Rises is a rare misstep for Christopher Nolan. I think uh, I think the movie, like all the mystique of Batman, is completely removed from this movie. It's like it's just an urban like war film for the most part. It's strange that they went in that direction. But it's still a much better made film than Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is such a lazy remake of Batman Forever to just sell toys. That's all it is. And it's not even clever. So, yeah, it's Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Uh, t- score is tied. Do you, Michael Bailey, Batman and Robin or Dark Knight Rises? Oh, there, there's no question. I mean, crappy Bane just felt like it would never end. Uh, you know, I got to go with the superior film, which is Batman and Robin. <gasps> I hated Dark Knight Rises. I hated it. I want to light it on fire. (laughs) Amen, brother. I did not see things going this way, ladies and gentlemen. I am quite (sighs) stunned at the moment. Nathaniel, you have a choice in front of you. You can move Batman and Robin forward. Oh, God. uh, Or you can give (laughs) the Dark Knight Rises one chance to survive. What do you say, buddy? Boy, who would have called this one? I thought I was going to be the one with the harshest things to say about the Dark Knight Rises because I, I do have a lot of issues with it. And and it is a it is a weird follow up to the Dark Knight and it's kind of an odd movie in and of itself. And I have tried as time has gone on to give Batman and Robin another shot because I am a bit of an apologist for Batman Forever, even though I gave my vote to Daredevil on that bracket, I, I you know, I, and I, I kind of, I want to give Schumacher the benefit of the doubt because he has made some genuinely good movies that I love, 
But I've tried to rewatch Batman and Robin, and even coming at it from a perspective of this is trying to be campy, it's still bad. Even by a camp measure, it's bad. I can't. It has to be Dark Knight Rises. Okay, folks, this is a split decision. This is one of the rare opportunities where I get to vote. And uh, for me, it is a no-brainer. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We have The Dark Knight Rises versus Batman and Robin. When I saw Batman and Robin in the theater, I worked for a movie theater at the time, invited all my staff to watch it as a screening the night before. Uh, it, all the all the staff came in. I was so excited because I actually like Batman forever quite a bit. Uh, and we're like, whoa, all right, this will be fun. We all sat there. I had to apologize throughout the entire movie to the people that were like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, you over there. I am terribly sorry you're having to sit this. That movie was god-awful. And Dark Knight Rises? I went and saw it much later at the Dollar Theater after everyone got done with it and all the hate and vitriol was out there, and I walked out and went, wasn't that bad? I don't know why everybody hates it so much. It was, wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. So, my vote is going to go to The Dark Knight Rises, ladies and gentlemen. So, we say goodbye to so many bad things from Batman and Robin. So sorry. Okay. Nipples. Oh, man. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> All right. Up next is Blade, the first one, versus Ghost Rider. Ooh, okay. Uh, Michael Bailey, Blade versus Ghost Rider. What do you think, buddy? Uh, Blade. Uh, God, this was a surprise. I don't think anybody really expected anything from it. It ended up to being just like kind of a Hong Kong vampire film. You know, I don't think the sequels ever lived up to the original, but, uh, you know, Ghost Rider wasn't as bad as, say, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2, but that's like saying, well, I don't even have anything pithy to say about it, uh, Blade. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Nathaniel, what do you say? Blade versus Ghost Rider. Oh, it's got to be Blade. Blade is Blade is just cool. And even though Wesley Snipes would ultimately kind of check out of apparently even really making movies at all, and and he wasn't showing up on set at this point, he was he was game. He was all over this thing. He knew how to do the physicality of this character. He knew how to be cool doing it. I love. Um, this characterization of Deacon Frost, I think Stephen Dorff is is awesome and wonderfully over <laughs> over the top in just how hard he's trying to be cool, but somehow it works. I really enjoy Blade and Ghost Rider has Nick Cage looks like he's having fun, I guess. And that's kind of it. <laughs> All right. Another vote for Blade. Uh, Chris Franklin, Blade or Ghost Rider? Uh, well, as Wesley Snipes once said himself, always been on black, uh, so I'm going to have to go with uh, Blade because, uh, yeah, Ghost Rider, Blade was uh, – I, I agree with everything everybody said about Blade so far. What a surprise. It you know, it actually gave Marvel a good movie in a theater. I mean that alone should, should, should give, it, uh, give it a chance. But uh, Ghost Rider has the ultimate sin of setting up that kind of cool moment where Sam Elliott turns into the Ghost Rider, rides out with Johnny Blaze, and then gets there and says, well, I can't go no farther with you. It's like, what the hell, dude? You played a, a version of Ghost Rider in the sky, and it was awesome, and then you're not going to be in the rest of the movie? What the hell? So, yeah, Blade. <laughs> All right. Boss, the decision's made. Blade's going forward, but any comments you want to add? You know what? I just rewatched the opening scene from Blade, and it's so cool. It's it's It should be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, that would be interesting if they brought the character in, because he's pretty awesome. All right. It's pretty awesome. So Blade goes for it uncontested. As I often said after seeing Ghost Rider, I was like, wow, that movie was so boring. Not even gratuitous shots of Eva Mendes' cleavage. And there were a million of those shots in the film. Could even make it interesting. All right. <laughs> Up next is Batman from 1989. This is the first Michael Keaton movie versus Punisher Warzone, which was the sec third. One of the Punisher movies, Punisher Warzone. All right, Chris Franklin, what do you say? 
Oh, geez. No, there's no contest. It's Batman 89. I'm not even going to go there. So, yeah, Batman 89. All right. Boss. Same thing. I mean, Batman 89 was so close to the Batman animated series, and it was so nice, and it's all the same music, and I I just loved it. Uh, I'm going Batman. You do know those went in the other order, right? The movie came first, then the animated series? Yeah, I know. Okay. (laughs) Michael Bailey, Batman 89 or Punisher Warzone? Um. Batman 89. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed Punisher Warzone, but Batman 89. Okay. Uh, Nathaniel, the decision is made. Batman 89 is going forward, but any comments? I hate that these two are going head-to-head because I, I have such nostalgic love for Batman. It, it was one of the first movies that I really remember being truly giddy when I when I got that on VHS. And I grew up on it and I love it, but Warzone is such a vastly underappreciated film and I will never understand anyone who is a fan of the Punisher comic books who says that that is not a good movie because it is such an excellent translation of that character at his best to the screen. And honestly, I'm, it doesn't matter at this point, so I'm going to give it the love that nobody else seems to ever be willing to, and I'll give my vote to Warzone even though it won't matter. Well, it's, it was very much a Garth Ennis Punisher movie. It really was. So you're not wrong there. So uh, Batman 89 does go forward, but Punisher gets a little bit of love. It's about time, Frank. All right, up next is Blade 2 versus Punisher from 2004. This is the Thomas Jane Punisher entry. So we go over to Boss. What do you say, buddy? Blade 2 or Punisher from, from uh, Thomas Jane? Uh, you know what? I really did love Blade 1, uh, but Blade 2 kind of left me meh. So I'm going to go with Punisher. Okay. All right. Interesting. Michael Bailey, what do you say, buddy? Uh, none of the fight scenes in, in Punisher look like uh, computer, like video game cutscenes. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm going with Punisher. I really I really enjoy that film. Wow, we might be facing an upset, folks, because Punisher is rated lower than Blade. Uh, Nathaniel Wayne, Punisher from 2004 versus Blade Two. Punisher is a pretty decent revenge film. It's not a very good Punisher film, though. Blade Two, on the other hand, I love Blade Two, and yes, I will I will not defend all the CGI in it. The CGI is overused and is unfortunately does not hold up. But I absolutely adore the aesthetic that Guillermo del Toro brought to this thing um, and really bringing that his unique sense of horror um, to it and adding that into sort of the techno cool that was left over from the first film. So I, I need to get this to Blade 2. Okay, Chris, this is your chance. You can either push Punisher with Thomas Jane forward to the next <laughs> round or you can give Blade 2 some love and force me into an awkward position. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I am having, I, I, I know I saw Blade 2. I don't remember hardly anything about it. I do remember that I thought the Punisher wasn't bad. So, um, and I like Thomas Jane as the Punisher. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go with the Punisher. All right. You all suck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Punisher from 2004 with Thomas Jane is going to go forward. It's our only Punisher film to make the second round. All right, this is the last one in the Dark Knight's bracket, folks. And, in fact, the last one for round one. Here we go, folks. It is Batman Begins, the very first Nolan movie versus... So it's the number two seed versus the number 15 seed. Bear that in mind. Batman Begins versus Elektra. Uh, Nathaniel, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. I mean, what the, what the heck is there even to say about this? It's not quite the joke that the Dark Knight versus Catwoman is, but it's close. 
I mean, I, I did actually see Electra in the theater, and I didn't hate it, but it's still not good by really any measure. And Batman Begins is very good, so it's Batman Begins. All right. Christopher? Uh, yeah, it's Batman Begins. Yeah, I'm not even going to belabor the point. Yeah, uh, you know, Jennifer Garner's uh, fine. I like her as an actress. Not sure she was ever fit for that character, but uh, in Batman Begins, I go back and forth, which if I like it or The Dark Knight better because there's aspects of – Begins that I like better than The Dark Knight, so it definitely begins. All right. Boss, what do you say, buddy? Batman Begins or Elektra? I'm going to go with Batman Begins. It's a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Elektra, it was okay, I guess. Kind of like Catwoman, actually. Okay. All right. And uh, so, uh, Michael Bailey, uh, Batman Begins is going forward, but anything you'd like to add about these two films? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been an interesting bracket. We went in here with a combination of Marvel and DC movies, and uh, and there was a lot of Batman in here, and only two Marvel movies have gone forward. Those are Blade and Punisher from 2004. The rest, we get The Dark Knight, we get Batman Forever, we get Batman Returns, The Dark Knight Rises, Batman 89, and Batman Begins. So that's a batty-bat-bat sort of quadrant. Folks, that is going to be the end of the first round. Woof! Everyone take a deep breath. Go get yourself a drink. That was rough. There was a lot of bloodletting. The bloodletting's not over, but I promise you the subsequent rounds are going to go faster because I think everyone said what they love, and now it's time to get to the pain. We're going to take a quick, quick podcast promo break. When we come back, round two. Coming soon to the Fire and Water Podcast Network. It's Superman Superman Movie Movie Minute. Minute. Chris Franklin and Rob Kelly take you on a journey through time and space, examining, five minutes at a time, the greatest superhero movie of all time, 1978's Superman. Coming soon to a podcast network near you. You'll believe five minutes can fly. Hey there, I'm Nathaniel with some exciting news about the Punch Like a Girl podcast. <laughs> oh, hey, hey Liz, I'm, I'm just doing the promo. Tell the people about how the podcast we do together covering graphic novels and trade collections starring female protagonists is moving. To, and um, actually, I'm, I'm mansplaining again, aren't I? Uh-huh. Well, I, I can just, um, here, here you go. Punch Like a Girl is joining the Fire and Water Network and as of October will be found on the network feed and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. Is it okay if I just invite folks to join us in celebrating the girls who kick butt? I think you already did. Yes! Nailed it! Don't worry, folks. I'll keep them in line. Okay, folks, we are back for round two, and this is where the blood begins to flow. And I mean the blood of the participants, because they're going to probably kill each other. So, first up, we're going back to the MCU bracket, and this is down to the total of 32 here. We're going to do Captain America Civil War versus Spider-Man Homecoming. A lot of nice things were said about both movies. So, Captain America Civil War versus Spider-Man Homecoming. Chris Franklin, what do you say? Uh, I'm going with Civil War, because it has Tom Holland in it as Spider-Man, so therefore it wins. (laughs) (laughs) You get your best of both worlds. Okay. Boss, what do you say, buddy? Same thing, Captain America, Civil War. I mean, Spider-Man's great, but mm, he was in the movie, and his best parts were in Civil War. 
Okay. Nathaniel, what do you say, bud? I got to go Homecoming. I love Civil War. It's an amazing movie, but Homecoming just hit me personally just a little bit better. Interesting. Okay, Mike, you have a chance to bring Civil War onto the next round or make it difficult by voting for Spider-Man Homecoming. What would you like to do? Oh, I'm going to bring Civil War to the to the next round. I, I just prefer it as a film. All right, and we say goodbye to Marissa Tomei. Well, actually, she's in Civil War, so I guess that's something, right? Okay. Yeah. All right, folks, up next. Uh, woo, this is two big, important movies in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. These really both set up two sort of very specific ideals. It's Iron Man versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Oof, okay, that could be a tough one. Uh, boss, what do you say, buddy? You know what? I'm going to go Guardians of the Galaxy on this one. Although I do love Iron Man, and I do believe it's the Big Bang of the Marvel Universe, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is really the expansion and going forward, so I'm going Guardians. Okay. Uh, Nathaniel, Guardians of the Galaxy or Iron Man? Oh, God, this one's tough. I gotta give it to Guardians on this one, though, just for juggling way more elements and, and basically not having any right to be any good at all, <laughs> but being awesome. <laughs> okay. Michael Bailey, Iron Man or Guardians of the Galaxy? Iron Man. I, I just prefer, I, I just like it better, basically. Uh, is that what that comes down to? It's not that I dislike either movie, but uh, I just prefer Iron Man. All right, Chris, this is your chance to bring Guardians of the Galaxy to the next round, or uh, you can help Iron Man stay in for just another bit. What do you say, buddy? Oh, this one is tough, but uh, I'm going to stick with who I would have picked when he was up against Captain America. For, well, I wouldn't have picked that. I would have picked Captain America First Avenger, but... I am going to pick Guardians, so there you go. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy goes forward. And ladies and gentlemen, we have lost all of the Iron Man movies at this point. No more Tony Stark. Well, he, he shows up in a lot of his other movies, but no more of his own movies being headlined. So sad. So sorry, Tony. Go drink your sorrows. Okay, up next is going to be Black Panther versus Captain America Winter Soldier. Guys, this is tough. Black Panther versus Captain America Winter Soldier. Nathaniel, what do you say, buddy? It's got to be Winter Soldier. I think the it as good as Black Panther is, and Black Panther is phenomenal, Winter Soldier manages to hit the emotional impact on top of everything else that it's got going on, and that gives it just a little bit more of an edge. Okay. Mr. Bailey, Captain America Civil War or Black Panther? You mean Captain America Winter Soldier? Or what did Black I say? <laughs> you said Civil War. Right. Uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Uh, okay. did, despite how good Black Panther is, Winter Soldier was like Christmas for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Mr. Franklin, Winter Soldier or Black Panther? Yeah, that's a tough one, and uh, I kind of waffled on that one back and forth, even though I, as much as I love Cap and he's my favorite Marvel character, i got to go with Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, if I can say it, as well, uh, for the same reasons the other guys said. So. Okay, boss, back Black Panther. Uh, the decision's made. Winter Soldier's going forward, but do you have anything you'd like to add? You know what? If they had Mbaku in in Captain America Winter Soldier, it would be a perfect movie. Uh, <laughs> but it's very, very close. So I'm going with Captain America Winter Soldier, but I really did dig Black Panther. You know, i got to say, there's not as much blood here as I expected, folks. You're all being extremely nice to each other. But okay, whatever. Um, we're, we're just trying to upset you, Shag. We're being nice just because it <laughs> makes you sad. It's so That's weird. Right. Just wait till you knock out one of my movies, then we'll have words. All right, um, Michael Bailey, what do you think? Uh, Infinity War or the first Avengers movie? That's a tough one. First Avengers film. Uh, and, and mainly because as much as I enjoy Infinity War... I almost feel like Infinity War has to be judged differently than any other Marvel film. 
uh, just because of the sheer number of characters in it. Avengers kind of brought everyone, like all the main guys together for the first time. And while Infinity War has like everybody in it, but I just think that Avengers, the first one, has more rewatchability than Infinity War does. Interesting. Okay, Mr. Franklin, Infinity War or Avengers? Infinity War. It's uh, it's Crisis on Infinite Earths on film. So it's the epic. <laughs> it's the epic cosmic uh, event. So it's gotta it's gotta win. Okay, Bost. Sounds like this might be a tough one. It's a split vote so far. Infinity War or the first Avengers? Oh man, uh, honestly, I, I this is the very toughest one because because I really dig Infinity War. I mean, it's. Once again, it's uh, one of the best villains ever. I mean, Thanos is just incredible. So much so that this is his movie. That's why it, it kind of feels like, you know, you said, Chag, it feels like a bunch of little threads put together. But if you look at it from the other side, if you look at it from Thanos' perspective, I mean, it's a full movie. Uh, so we have this great evil character, and, and Avengers did the same thing with Loki, but this time it was the Avengers versus Loki. For, and, and Infinity Wars, it's Thanos versus the Avengers. So I, I don't know. I really don't know. You know what? I'll have to go with Infinity War. Wow. Okay. Man, everyone's on the edge of the seat there, man. We're not sure which way you're going to go. Nathaniel, you have a chance to put Infinity War forward or give Avengers a fighting chance to live. What do you say? Well, first of all, I wouldn't really be giving it a fighting chance to live because you'd be the tiebreaker, and we already know where you stand. You made that quite clear. But even setting that aside, this this is a tough call, and I'm actually going to go the reverse of my own ranking that I did on, on my YouTube channel a little while back. Yes, I can sneak in a plug in the middle of this podcast. Ha ha! I'm a professional. <laughs> um, and I'm actually going to give it to Infinity War. And, and at the same time, I will readily grant that I might be prisoner of the moment on this. And even just a few weeks or a few months from now, I, I might go the other way. But today, at time of recording, I, it's going to be Infinity War. All right, so Avengers Infinity War is going to go forward. Wow, that is the Marvel bracket done, folks. Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, Winter Soldier, and Avengers Infinity War. I think the next round's going to hurt just a bit. All right, we're going to jump over to the DCU bracket. It is Superman the Movie versus Justice League. Boss, what do you say, buddy? Oh, man, this is Superman versus Superman for me. I, I, I really loved Superman in Justice League, and I I mean Superman from Superman. It's, it's, it's the Superman. But I'll have to go with the true blue Superman, and that is Superman the Movie. Okay. Can I say Superman more? <laughs> is that what we're calling the movie now, Superman more? Superman more, yeah. Superman right. more. Chris Franklin, is it Justice League or Superman more? Uh, what show do I host on our network, Shag? Uh, that'll give you the answer. JLU. <laughs> oh, you, you host JLU, Chris. The Justice oh, League show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Not that Justice League. Uh, no, it's Superman the movie, yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Thank you for that setup. I appreciate that. Uh, Nathaniel, Superman more or Justice League? To my own surprise, I'm actually going to go Justice League on this. <laughs> Because I don't feel as strongly about it as I did with, say, Captain America, the first Avenger. But Superman, the movie has a absolutely perfect casting of that first part. And the rest of it, again, it's not like uh, First Avenger where I have a lot of active issues with most of the rest of it. But in the case of Superman, it's not a movie I grew up with. So without the nostalgia goggles on it and not being 
overly enamored with just that 70s approach to these stories. The rest of it is just kind of fine. And even though Superman is by far a better movie, I have more fun watching Justice League. All right. Uh, and finally, we're going to go to Michael Bailey. What do you say, buddy? Oh, Superman the movie, without a doubt. Okay. My my dog my dog's apparently angry with my decision. I was so. gonna say <laughs> you kept talking about how you waited for to see Superman. And you finally saw him in Justice League. So you're telling me you, you prefer the other one? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he sounded like your dog flew across the room right then. <laughs> All right. Up next is Batman 1966 versus Superman 3. Both the com- you know a little bit of comedy in each of these. Nathaniel, what do you say, buddy? Batman 66. Because because it's comedy that you know actually is funny. So <laughs> if, if we're comparing two comedies, the one that you know actually has jokes that work is gonna win. So it's Batman sixty six. All right, Mr. Bailey, Batman sixty six or Superman three? <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Choosing your favorite children. I see it. You know, I wrote it down, and it's Batman sixty six. So I'm gonna go with that. Okay. All right. Sounds like you might lose some sleep over that decision, boss. Batman sixty six or Superman three? Oh, I love me some Richard Pryor, but you know what? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Batman 66. It's just that father-son moment. Okay. Amazing. Batman 66 is going to go forward, and a Chris Franklin, I think you're going to make it unanimous, but what do you say, bud? Yeah, uh, you know, I defended Superman 3, but uh, Batman 66 is a much more cohesive and fun movie uh, overall. So, yeah, it's it's Batman. Okay, fair enough. And you guys have just set up the next round to be Batman v Superman. Just want to let you know. <laughs> oh, why did you say that, nerd? <laughs> <laughs> All right, up next, folks, it is the Battle of the Kryptonians. It is Man of Steel versus Superman 2. Man of Steel versus Superman 2. Mr. Bailey, the Superman apologist, you now have to apologize for saying goodbye to one of these Superman movies. Oh, Superman 2. <laughs> no, there, there is no contest here. Wow, that went fast. <laughs> okay, boss, what do you say, buddy? I'm going to go with Superman 2 also because, uh, you know what? I I really didn't like Jor-El in Man of Steel, so I'm going with Superman 2. All right. Chris Franklin, what do you say, buddy? Superman 2 or Man of Steel? Superman 2. That's, uh, that's my Superman, Superman 2. Yeah. Okay. Nathaniel, Superman 2 is going forward. Anything you'd like to add? Not really. I mean, Superman 2 was going to get my vote, not very enthusiastically, because I'm not a big fan of that movie. But at the very least, its heart was in the right place, whereas Man of Steel, I'm not sure, had a heart. So <laughs> Heart of Kryptonite, they got Metallo in those movies, but okay. All right, we say goodbye to uh, – actually, I guess we are saying goodbye to Henry Cavill altogether at this point. Yes, we are. Wow, okay. Goodbye, Mr. Cavill. You're a pretty good Superman, but apparently not as good as Christopher Reeves, what we're hearing. Up well, who is – <laughs> Up next, a matchup I don't think anyone ever expected. It's Constantine versus Wonder Woman. What a bizarre pairing that is, folks. Uh, Mr. Franklin, Constantine versus Wonder Woman. Uh, you know, the, the Rob's blue beam at the end aside, it's uh, Wonder Woman all the way. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Nathaniel, Wonder Woman versus Constantine. This is actually a tougher call for me than it probably should be. Um, but I am going to give it to Wonder Woman. There, I, I do have issues with that climax, but its highs are higher than anything Constantine managed. I like Constantine a lot, but it cannot even come close to topping that No Man's Land sequence. All right, that's there's a lot of truth in that. Mr. Bailey, Wonder Woman versus Constantine. Uh, Wonder Woman, as much as I enjoyed Constantine, I just preferred Wonder Woman. All right, fair enough. And boss, the decision's been made. Wonder Woman's going forward, but do you have anything you'd like to add? 
Yeah, Constantine just walked into no man's land and didn't come out. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, folks, we say goodbye to Constantine, and I think the appropriate uh, way to say goodbye is to go, whoa. So there we go. Bye, Keanu. <laughs> All right, we're going down to the mutant spider bracket, and it is now Spider-Man 2 versus Amazing Spider-Man. Both films got a lot of praise. This could be a tough one, Nathaniel. Spider-Man 2 versus Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, well, let's see. A portrayal of a villain who had been kind of camping in the comics, given a whole new life, or just a big friggin' lizard with a poor motivation. Yeah, it's going to be Spider-Man 2. Okay, fair enough. Boss, what do you say, buddy? Spider-Man 2 or Amazing Spider-Man? Uh, this is a great superhero movie. Spider-Man 2 is great, but you know Peter Parker in Amazing Spider-Man was better. So, oh, unfortunately, we're ranking movies, so I'm going to go with Spider-Man 2. Okay, fair enough. Understand where you're coming from, buddy. Chris Franklin, Spider-Man 2 or Amazing Spider-Man? I'm with Boss. If it was uh, if it was actor-to-actor actor portrayal, it, it would be harder. But, yeah, Spider-Man 2 is just a better package overall, better villain. So, yep, Spider-Man 2. All right, Mr. Bailey, Spider-Man 2 is going forward, but anything you'd like to add? Uh, you know, oddly enough, there is a difference between favorite and best. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in that. I think something can be your favorite and not be the best. And I think as a film, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is better. I mean, uh, Spider-Man 2 is better. Not Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, God, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I'm about to go. Like, drink We've got you on record now. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to come back to haunt me when I'm running for office. No, I, I just think Spider-Man 2 is a better movie. But you're saying Spider uh, Amazing Spider-Man was more of your favorite? Yes. Interesting. I, I think I absolutely agree with that uh, assessment. Yeah. I, I loved this Amazing Spider-Man 2, and I'm very sorry to see uh, the... Oh, now you got him saying it, too. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Wait, did I? Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm yeah. very sad to see Amazing Spider-Man leave us here. So, bye, Andrew Garfield. You were wonderful. It makes me sad, but Spider-Man 2's got to go forward. So there we go. Okay, uh, up next, X-Men First Class versus X-Men Days of Future Past. Michael Bailey, let us know. Uh, first Class. Uh, I just I just think it's a better movie, uh, and it's not directed by Brian Singer. So there you go. <laughs> Nathaniel Wayne, First Class or Days of Future Past? Days of Future Past, the movie with Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart is the better movie because Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Interesting. Okay, we have a split decision that hasn't happened a lot in round two so far, folks. Okay, boss, first class or Days of Future Past? You know what? Uh, I, I do like Sir Ian, but I'm going to go with first class. Okay, interesting. So, Chris, you can either push first class forward or you can give Days of Future Past a chance to live. What are you going to do? Ah, this is a tough one uh, because I I like both of them actually, but uh, I gotta I gotta give it to First Class for holding together better as a movie. So First Class. Okay, Chris, you have pushed X Men First Class forward, and we're saying goodbye to X Men Days of Future Past as exactly it should have turned out to be. Well done, gentlemen. Other than you, Nathaniel. Okay. Boo. <laughs> Boo earns. <laughs> <laughs> Up next is Deadpool versus Spider-Man. And I think that actually is a comic book. But anyway, uh, Chris, what do you think? Deadpool versus Spider-Man. Oh, my gosh. This is so hard. I wrote down one, but now I'm arguing with myself. Oh, gosh. What? Oh, you know what? <sighs> Shoot. Uh, you know what? I, I've got to go. If I, if I've, I've got to do what Michael said, favorite versus best. I got to say that overall, for the type of movie it it is, that Deadpool is actually a better a better film. It's it's more cohesive. It holds together. It doesn't have a villain in a crappy Power Rangers costume. So I got to go with. I got to go with Deadpool. Wow. I did not expect that out of Mr. Franklin. He was not a potty mouth, so that's surprising. Okay. Uh, Michael <laughs> Bailey, Deadpool or Spider Man? <sighs> 
Spider-Man by a safety. <laughs> a football term, ladies and gentlemen, not something you hear often on these sort of shows. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Deadpool, but this, uh, you know, it, it's funny because I don't think uh, nostalgia really counts for something that you saw when you were 26 years old. <laughs> uh, but I, I just have fond memories of the time the first movie came out, and I almost killed a man in the theater. So there you go. Wow. Okay, that says a lot right there. That'll change a person. All right, so we are split <laughs> so far, so this could be a tough one, uh, Nathaniel. Deadpool or Spider-Man? It's it's gonna be Deadpool. The the first Spider Man I, I appreciate a lot, but it it isn't aging as well as I would like. Toby Maguire is my least favorite Peter Parker that's been on screen to date. And while Deadpool could be lowbrow and go for the low hanging fruit and in fact would probably make a gay joke out of just that turn of phrase, <laughs> I still I still think it's a more enjoyable film. Hey, boss, you can either give Spider-Man a fighting chance to live, Spider-Man, the first superhero movie Marvel put out that wasn't questionable, or, wait, wait, which one came out first, Spider-Man 2? It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, Spider-Man or... Uh, Blade Deadpool. was before Spider-Man, you fool. Okay, well, but yeah, it's not really, is it a, is it a super? Anyway, all right, uh, Deadpool versus it's Spider-Man. It's the bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me what you think, boss, it's killing me. Uh, you know what? Uh, if it was against, if Deadpool was against Spider-Man 2, then it'd be a problem, but... I'm going to go Deadpool all the way. Okay, wow. So, there we go, folks. Deadpool, the dark horse in this thing. In in movies in general, no one thought that movie was going to work until we all saw it. So, Deadpool is moving forward. Unbelievable. We say goodbye to Tobey Maguire's first outing as Spider-Man. And goodbye, that creepy Power Rangers costume. All right, up next is Logan versus X2, X-Men United. I would not want to be the one to make this decision. Boss, what do you think? You know what? Just because Patrick Stewart says fuck in it, I'm going to go with Logan. (laughs) (laughs) And now we get the explicit tag. Wonderful. Thank you, boss. Uh, Chris. You can can beat me out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to beat out everything you say in the whole show. Don't worry. So, uh, Chris, what do you say? Logan or X-Men 2? I'm going to go with Logan. It was a little tough, but uh, ultimately Logan got me in the feels. And X-Men 2, not so much. I enjoyed it. But, yeah, Logan. Hey, Mr. Bailey, Logan or X2? X2. All right. Do not say that shyly, sir. Be proud. It's a good movie. X2. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Nathaniel, you have a chance to push Logan forward or save X2. This is a tough one. I would not want to be in your position because these are both, in my opinion, the best X-Men movies. Well, okay. There's some of the best X-Men movies out there. They're really, really good. So which one is it going to be? Are you going to push Logan forward or give X2 a chance to survive? Look, they are both really good. And I'm going to go back to what Michael said about the distinction between a best and a favorite. And I'm going to take the philosophy that he had on that and say that he can shove it because Logan is the better movie, but I enjoy X2 more. Oh, wow. So Logan... So X2, X2 gets my vote. Oh, X2 gets your vote. Oh, 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 okay. I see. So, woof, two votes for Logan, two votes for X2, and I just said repeatedly I didn't want to be the one to have to make this decision. Apparently you weren't <laughs> listening to me. <laughs> You're welcome. Holy crap. Oh, my God. And you summed it up perfectly. Logan is the better movie, but X2 is one of my absolute favorite X-Men movies. I don't think it's the best one, but it's one of my favorites. Holy crap. I don't want to be the... I wasn't prepared for this. Um, I am going to move forward. Ah, 
X2. I'm sorry. I, 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 I love both of them. I really do. But X2 just, the scene where Wolverine's tearing the crap out of the soldiers in there, in the, in the house. And there's so many good moments in X2. I'm, I'm going to give it to X2 and I'm probably not going to be able to sleep at night because of that. Oh my gosh. Because I actually argue that Logan should have been the first Superman movie to really start get talking seriously about Academy Awards. That's how much I like Logan. It really is that critically good. So, oof, that hurt. En- enjoy your torment, Shag. My my plan <laughs> is moving forward. And I'm surprised the Logan people aren't screaming at me right now. But, okay. So, out of this, the Mutant Spiders round, folks, we end up with uh, Spider-Man 2, X-Men First Class, Deadpool, and X-2. Oof, wow. Some good movies right there. Now, we're going to go to our last bracket here. This is the Dark Knights, which was, we've determined has gotten all Batman heavy. So, it is going to be a lot of Gotham versus Gotham. Michael Bailey, which do you favor, the Dark Knight or Batman Forever? Batman Forever. Interesting choice. Okay. Uh, I, I think Dark Knight is a film about a Batman that is doing everything in his power to not be Batman. <laughs> Batman Forever is a Batman film, as as Nathaniel pointed out before, about a Batman who realizes why he wants to be Batman. Okay. All right. So uh, we're going to you, Nathaniel. It is the Joker versus uh, Two-Face and the Riddler. What do you think? Well, I appreciate that uh, my logic was being used to justify the, ba- the Batman Forever pick, but I'm going with the Dark Knight. Okay. All right. Chris Franklin, Dark Knight versus Batman Forever. Uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, I've just uh, got to go there. I understand what Michael's saying there, and I, I, I can definitely see his point. But, uh, yeah, ultimately, I got to think the better movie the better movie is The Dark Knight. Not going to lie. Your pick just then really surprised me. I thought I had you nailed. All right. Boss, what do you say, buddy? Uh, you know what? Batman Forever is about Batman embracing Batman because he, he wants to do it. But The Dark Knight is Batman understanding why he has to do it. And I'm going with The Dark Knight. Okay. So sadly, we say goodbye to uh, Nicole Kidman in Batman Forever. And uh, we happily say goodbye to uh, Val Kilmer as Batman. So, okay. Moving on to the next one, folks. It is Batman Returns versus The Dark Knight Rises. All right. Chris Franklin, Batman Returns versus Dark Knight Rises. What do you say? Uh, You know, they're both flawed. But, uh, uh, you know, neither one's a Batman movie. Uh, That's the problem. (laughs) Uh, uh, Neither one's really a Batman movie. Uh, But uh, I I have to, even though I have problems with Dark Knight Rises, I probably have more problems with Batman Returns. So I'm going to go with Dark Knight Rises. Wow. Christopher Nolan is making a good showing so far here for ladies and gentlemen. Boss, what do you say, buddy? Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way. Dark Knight Rises just angers me. I just hate it. It, it, it. And at least... Uh, Batman Returns has this style. I know it's Tim Burton's style, but at least it has style. So I'm going with style in Batman Returns. All right. Fair point. Mr. Bailey, Batman Returns or Dark Knight Rises? Uh, I I think I made my hatred of Dark Knight Rises known, so I'm choosing Batman Returns out of spite. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Nathaniel, you can either move Batman Returns forward or give Dark Knight Rises a chance to shine. What do you say? I really hate that this keeps being put up against movies where I have to vote in its favor, but I, I have to go with Batman Returns. Whoa! Good I man. Don't, Good I, man. I, I, I don't like this movie, but I if you're going to make me pick which one of those to watch, it's the one I'm going to pick. So there you go. Interesting choice, folks. All right, so there you have it. Everybody's voted. Batman Returns is going to go forward, and it was the wrong pick. Anyway, okay, moving on yes. to the – sorry, guys. That movie's awful. We're going on to the next one. It is, oof, Batman 89 versus Blade. Boss, what do you say, buddy? Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? Although I, I do love uh, Michael Keaton and, you know, he's the Batman, I'm going to go with Blade because it was just so darn cool. 
All right. Um, Michael Bailey, Blade versus Batman 89. Oh, Batman 89. I mean, I loved Blade, but Batman 89 makes me feel happy in all the right places. I mean, you watch it now. <laughs> you watch Batman 89 now, it's like watching the Batman 60 series in 1989. But it's just, it's just I think it's unbelievably cool. All right, Nathaniel, Blade versus Batman 89. You want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. It's, it, it's Batman. If you're going to put it at these two against against each other, it's going to be Batman. And Mr. Franklin, uh, Blade's got it, one vote, 89's got two. What do you say? Uh, is there any surprise? That's, of course it's Batman for me. It's Batman. <laughs> there we go, folks. So, Blade, we say goodbye to Wesley Snipes altogether at this point. Uh, he has left the building just like he left the franchise halfway through it. So, all right. Uh, we are down to the last one here. It is... Punisher from 2004 with Thomas Jane versus Batman Begins, the first Nolan movie. Nathaniel Wayne, what do you say, buddy? I have a bit of a grudge against Batman Begins because I don't like what it did to superhero movies overall because I've watched some of the worst fans of Batman latch onto it and then demand everything else be like it. And I hate that, but that's not the film's fault, and it is a better film than Punisher. So it's Batman Begins. Okay. Chris? Yeah, no contest, Batman Begins. All right, boss. You know what? Now that Blade is gone and that's all I loved, I'm going to go with Batman Begins. Okay. <laughs> well, Batman Begins is going to move forward. We're going to say goodbye to Punisher here. Michael Bailey, you want to say anything nice uh, as we watch Frank walk off into the sunset? No, Batman Begins. I mean, I, I, I enjoy Punisher, but Batman Begins. Okay. Well, we are down to uh, – this bracket is all Batman movies now, folks. And ladies and gentlemen, we have finished this bracket. We are now moving on to the Sweet 16, and we're going to keep it rolling, going back to the MCU. It is going to be Captain America Civil War versus Guardians of the Galaxy. And this is where I think we're going to get some outrage panelists. If not, I think you're all asleep wheel. So – uh, let's go to Chris Franklin. What do you think, buddy? Civil War. I love Guardians, but it's that airport fight. I mean, God. And then the, the whole thing at the end where the villain actually succeeds. And it's, yeah, it's Civil War. Okay. Boss, what do you say, buddy? Civil War or Guardians of the Galaxy? You know what? Uh, I'm going to go with Civil War because Civil War was just better. I just, I, I love Guardians, but Civil War, I mean, it's Captain America. It's Civil War. It's, you know, everything. Wow. Okay. Nathaniel, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I could do this all day. Civil War, my friend. Really? Wow! Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the most amazing movies out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is gone. Michael Bailey, what do you have to say about this? Oh, Civil War, and thank you, Chris, for being one of the people that agrees with me that the villain in Civil War is actually one of the best villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because one, he's alive at the end, and two, he actually <laughs> succeeds. Yes, definitely. But is he Baron Zemo? Is he really, though? No, we need him to have Because he still works. He, he has to work in the function of the movie. They slapped a random name on him. Does any does anyone really care about Baron Zemo from the comics? Come I on do. now. I read Thunderbolts. I loved it. Okay, well, go in the go in the corner and think about what you what you're doing with your life then. <laughs> Well, folks, we are saying goodbye to Guardians of the Galaxy. We're saying goodbye to Star-Lord. We're saying goodbye to Rocket Raccoon. We're saying goodbye to Groot. Oh, man. Now, yes, they, Infinity War. They sure Infinity War. That's true. But still, the, as the lead features of their films, we have to say goodbye to those wonderful characters and the amazing soundtrack. So, wow. 
That's uh, and it can't believe it's unanimous. I, you all hate raccoons. That's all it is. Trash pandas, Michael. <laughs> I know. All right, folks. This next one is going to be a little tough for some folks. Captain America: Winter Soldier versus Avengers: Infinity War. So we're going to start off with Boss. What do you say, buddy? Uh, although I really did like Infinity War, I'm going to have to go Captain America: Winter Soldier all the way. I mean, it's just a great, solid, wonderful movie, and I don't think Thanos would have survived that elevator scene. So. <laughs> Nathaniel, Winter Soldier or Infinity War? Oh, God. Um, You know, again, I feel like every time I revisit some of these top picks for me with Marvel, I end up rearranging the order almost every time I look at it again. And I'm once again going to go contrary to my own list that's up on the Council of Geeks YouTube page. Subscribe now and beat the rush. And I'm going (laughs) to give it to uh, Avengers Infinity War. It's the one that made me cry. It's the one that made me feel feels. Okay. Well, vote for Infinity War and a vote for Winter Soldier. It could go either way. Chris Franklin, what do you say, buddy? Uh, It's hard for me to say this as the Captain America fan that I am, but I got to go with Infinity War. I mean, it's nothing's ever been done like that before, so it, it gets it. Come on, Chris. Wow. That was a stunner right there, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Bailey, what do you have to say about this? Winter Soldier. Yeah, Mike. So we have a split decision right here. Bloodletting is starting. We've got Winter Soldier versus Infinity War, folks. And I got to tell you, not even going to blink an eye. Winter Soldier is the solid winner in this one, folks. Yes, I bagged on uh, Infinity War earlier. I actually like Infinity War quite a bit. I just like Thor Ragnarok better. Either way, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, amazing movie. Incredible. I mean, we've talked about the building from Captain America to Captain America Winter Soldier. It's an espionage movie. It's got freaking Robert Redford in it, ladies and gentlemen. How could that not that not get mentioned till now? I can't believe you people. Captain America Winter Soldier is going on to the final to the um, the, the Fateful Eight is where he's going next. So when we get to the next round of Mar- MC, it's going to be Captain America Civil War versus Captain America Winter Soldier. Going to be a tough one. And both look at that Caps winning both. So that means no matter what, Captain America's going to the final four, ladies and gentlemen. I did bring up Robert Redford, and you're wrong. But there you go. Uh, <laughs> Not after I edit that out. So, okay. Uh, okay, Nathaniel, it is your unenviable task to choose between Batman v Superman, specifically Superman the movie versus Batman 66. Batman 66. Okay. I don't even have to hesitate on that. That's Batman 66. That is- I have nostalgia for one. I don't have nostalgia for the other. Nostalgia blinds you. I will go blind and pick Batman. That is a brave choice to make if you wish to continue to stay part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Okay. Yes. Uh, Michael Bailey, what do you say, buddy? Batman 66 or shoot me in the movie? I'm sorry. I was blindsided by the fact that, that Nathaniel kept accusing me of having nostalgia goggles and then went for nostalgia. So there's uh, a... <laughs> Well, I never said I wasn't a hypocrite. <laughs> well, there you. Well, okay. See that I can appreciate because that's honest. Superman the movie, uh, just hands down. I think both have flawed parts to them, but I'm just going to edge out Christopher Reeve over Adam West on this one. Okay, uh, Chris Franklin, Superman the movie versus Batman '66. These are two your two biggest loves right here. I don't know what you're going to do. Well, that's true. That's true. They are. But I will say that Batman 66 is very near and dear to my heart in all its forms. But uh, not only did Superman the movie create this genre that we're talking about, this Batman 66 is the outlier. Every other movie owes its existence to Superman the movie on this bracket. So it's Superman the movie. Hey, interesting. So it is a 2-1 split at this point. And, uh, boss, you're going to decide the fate of these two movies. What's going to happen? Superman, if you vote Superman, it's going to go forward. If you vote Batman 66, it's down to me. You know, it's it's all about a father-son moment. And right now I need to choose between 
the moment I had with my father or the moment I had with my son. And, uh, you know what? Boss, I'm going to stop you right there because the son becomes the father and the father becomes the son. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I do believe that the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. So I'm going to go with Batman 66. <gasps> Ooh. Ah, man. It Shag. is a split. <laughs> no, All right, Aqua Bro. <laughs> so what do you think could happen to me and my continued existence if I vote against Superman the movie and take it out of the bracket right here? It might be worth it just to see Aqua Rob, Rob Kelly's head, explode like scanner style. Um, <laughs> However, with that said, as much as I love Batman the movie, 1966, I have a little more love for Superman the movie. Uh, not a lot, because there's things on this list that will beat Superman the movie for me, folks. Just telling you now. But Batman 66 is not one of them. So, I am going to move Superman, a little begrudgingly, because I want to hurt Rob, I am going to move Superman the movie <laughs> forward. And we're going to say goodbye to Adam West. I'm terribly sorry. <sighs> sorry, guys. No, I'm just scowling at the uh, at the computer right now. <laughs> you you just killed an angel. You just killed an angel, Shag. <laughs> I think we're about to kill another one with whichever way this next one goes. Superman 2 versus Wonder Woman. Oof. Michael Bailey. Superman 2. Oh. And this was hard because I actually cried in my work break room watching the No Man's Land scene in Wonder Woman. Because it was that emotional to me. But Superman 2 has general, would you care to step outside? And, and then that's that's where I finally got the knife fight for this one to end. All right. Chris Franklin, Superman 2 or Wonder Woman? Ah, this is, you You wouldn't think so for me, but this is hard. This is hard for me to uh, decide. One, because I'm, you know, I know my wife might come in here at any moment and beat me about the head if I pick what I think <laughs> I'm going to pick. But but I got to go with my gut, and uh, my gut says Superman's too. All right. Folks, I'm pretty sure on how several of these votes are going to go. That's why I lined up Michael and Chris first. Uh, Nathaniel, go ahead. I know where you're going. Wonder Woman. Right. It's not even close. This isn't conflicted. This is Wonder Woman trounces Superman 2, or it should. All right. We've gotten very close to a split vote. Boss, you're the wild card here. I don't know that anyone knows which way you're going to go in this one. Superman 2 or Wonder Woman? Uh, I love both of them, but I really do think that Wonder Woman would beat Zod, Superman, and any other Kryptonian from that era. So I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, believe it or not, of the entire bracket, this is the one I figured was going to come down to me. Uh, every other battle I wasn't sure on, this is the one my gut said it was going to come down to me. So I've been the most conflicted over this. I love both movies. I truly, truly do. However, and I may show my hand a little bit too much here, Superman 2 is one of my absolute superhero films of all time. Yes, Superman 2 is one of those movies I said earlier that could beat Superman the motion picture, as far as I'm concerned. So, ladies and gentlemen, as much as it pains me to say goodbye to Gal Gadot, because I don't want to ever say goodbye to Gal Gadot, uh, I'm going to pick Superman 2. And Superman 2 will move forward, and we will say goodbye to Wonder Woman. Wow. You will forever go down in infamy for this. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep tight tonight, man. With one eye open, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) I imagine there will be lots of hate mail for that, folks. And remember, send your hate mail to councilofgeeks at gmail.com. All right, folks, uh, we're going to go down. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) 
<laughs> Folks, we're going to go down to the mutant spider bracket, and we're going to see who survives this round. It is Spider-Man 2 versus X-Men First Class. This one, I think, is also very, very difficult. Boss, what do you say, buddy? Uh, I'm going with Spider-Man 2. It's one of my favorites of all times. And, uh, I mean, I like the other one, but Spider-Man 2. Chris Franklin, what do you say about it? Uh, First Class is a great movie. Uh, Spider-Man 2 means a lot more to me personally. And, I, 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 again, I think it's uh, it, it fights for my favorite Spider-Man film. So Spider-Man 2. Hey, Nathaniel, so far Spider-Man 2 is leading the pack. It could just go right on to the end here, or you could give some love to X-Men First Class. What are you going to do? I've already said X-Men First Class is overrated. It's Spider-Man 2. So Spider-Man 2 is going to go forward in the absolute, positively, completely wrong decision by everyone involved. Michael, would you like to redeem yourself at the end of this? Uh, I, I actually rode down first class. Thank you, Michael. You are the only one that gets to ride home with me in the car. Everyone else has to take the bus. X-Men That's not a reward. That's punishment. X-Men First Class is the single best X-Men movie. It's so freaking good. It is be- it's even barely over X2. Oh, my God. Spider-Man 2 is overrated. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. That's out of my system. Enjoy being wrong. <laughs> Well, tell us how wrong we are here with Deadpool versus X2, X-Men United, Nathaniel. X2. I like Deadpool. It's fun, but it, it also doesn't last. X2 is a movie that I will keep going back to and I still enjoy. And unlike pretty much every other um, film that Brian Singer has touched, it continues to hold up very well. And yeah, that's got to be it. Right. Michael Bailey, Deadpool or X-Men 2? X2. Oh, God, yes. Every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> okay. Boss, uh, Deadpool or X2? You know what? Uh, X2 is not even close to being as entertaining, as fun, as uh, beautifully self-aware. So I'm going Deadpool. Okay. All right. Uh, good to see there's a little bit of split amongst the group here. Chris, which well, way are you going? De- Deadpool is poetry. I mean... <laughs> it is unlike any other movie, a superhero movie on this list, of no, no doubt about that. Chris, Deadpool or X-Men 2? Well, I didn't, uh, you know, I had X2 versus Logan, I had Logan winning, and then I had them going up against Deadpool, and that would have been really hard. But for me, I, as much as I like X2, uh, Deadpool is a whole lot more fun, so I'm going to go with Deadpool. Wow, Chris Franklin, this squeaky clean guy from Kentucky is like loves the foul mouth in the sex. I didn't know that. Okay. Man, that must be an interesting household with you and Cindy. So it puts me in the position of judging Deadpool versus X-Men 2. And sorry, I've preached my love for X-Men 2 over and over, folks. So X-Men 2 is going to go forward. So X-Men 2 is going to go to the faithful uh, 8, or the Elite 8. However, it's the wrong X-Men movie. It should have been first class, you morons. All right. Goodbye to Deadpool. We love you. And uh, we're going to miss you and uh, all your hijinks. Check Matthews, you are dead to me. <laughs> All right, up in uh, the Dark Knights category, we've got the Dark Knight versus Batman Returns. And we look over to Mr. Bailey. Out of spite, Batman Returns. <laughs> Be careful. It might uh, might come back and you might win this one. Boss, what do you say? Dark Knight versus <laughs> Batman Returns. Uh, you know what? Uh, although I did really hate The Dark Knight Rises, The Dark Knight I did love, so I'm going The Dark Knight. Mr. Franklin, Dark Knight or Batman Returns? Ah, Dark Knight, no contest. Okay. Nathaniel, you have a chance to book Dark Knight forward, or once again, you can vote for Batman Returns, which you seem to be really good for doing. Yeah, no, I'm just really glad to be able to vote against it with a clear conscience, finally. So, the Dark Knight. <laughs> okay, Dark Knight's going to move on, but... Um, no, that's everyone's vote. There we go. Okay. So, the Dark Knight moves on to the Elite Eight. 
And now, folks, you have uh, the unenviable task of deciding between Batman 89 and Batman Begins, both the beginnings of their own independent Batman franchises. And Chris, you've got to head us off on this one. Oh, God. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, geez. Oh, i got to separate, you know, 14-year-old Chris from however the hell old I was when, uh, when Begins came out. Um Oh God! Uh, hmm, uh, hmm. Are you really about tough. to pass a kidney stone? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, or something. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um, you know what? I gotta go with begins. I'm gonna go with begins. Not see that coming. All right, uh, Nathaniel, Batman '89 or Batman Begins? Look, this is not an easy one. This this one, I'm not even going to make a joke out of. Um, at least not yet, because <laughs> it, these are genuinely really good films that kicked off franchises, and both those franchises ultimately ended up going directions that I was not happy with. But they were both really strong starts, and maybe this is a well. First of all, this is a reason I know that. No one on this panel is going to share with me, but uh, and maybe other people will call it a BS reason. But Gotham has kind of supplanted Batman Begins as my preferred, uh, you know, bonkers uh, live action version for uh, Batman, because uh, I will take that over the gritty realism that Batman Begins went. So now that I have a preferred origin, I got to go with 89 Batman. Wow. OK, split vote so far. Michael Bailey, Batman 89, Batman Begins. Oh, no contest, Batman 89. Okay, so there we go. Two votes for Batman 89, one vote for Batman Begins. Uh, what do you think, boss? You know what? Um, just because Jack showed us a really good uh, Joker and proved my funny walk theory about the Joker, um, I'm going to go with Batman 89. Whoa! Okay, folks, Batman 89 has taken that bracket. So we, next time it's going to be the Nolan versus the Burton in the, in, when we get to the eight, Elite Eight right after we come back from this podcast promo break. Stop and listen. Stop and listen to me. Listen. Listen. Listen to me. They're not human. Everyone. They're here already. You're next. November 4th, 1988. Earth is invaded by an alien alliance composed of several species, including the Dominators, the Kuns, the Tanagarians, and the Durlins. And they want our superheroes. Even though Australia has been decimated, the United Nations response is unequivocal. Drop dead. First Strike, the Invasion podcast, takes you back to that moment in time and covers the entire Invasion DC Comics crossover, issue by issue, tie-in by tie-in, Join Bass and Siskoid at fireandwaterpodcast.com or on iTunes. First Strike, the Invasion Podcast, a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Remember, Melbourne. All right, folks, we are back for the Elite Eight. Only eight films left standing at this point. Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain America Civil War versus Captain America Winter Soldier. Nathaniel, which one's going to go home with the prize? Oh, God. Oh. It's getting tough, folks. It's getting tough. It really, Kidney stones are spreading. <laughs> it, re- it really is. These are these are two of the best MCU movies. These are two of the best superhero movies that have been made at all. They're both really tight. They've both got amazing cast. They've got great supporting characters. They've got you know really really good villains. They've got good emotional cores. Oh god, I'm gonna side with Civil War tonight. Wow. 
Okay. Tomorrow, I may regret that, but tonight, I'm, I'm going to say Civil War. That was really tough for him. Boss, is it as hard for you as well? Yeah, it is. It is really hard, because Winter Soldier is about friendship, you know, and loyalty, and Captain America Civil War is about friendship and loyalty, and and I, oh, I didn't want to do this. But you know what? If it comes down to it, I'm going to go with, they're both incredible movies, but I'm going to go with the genre movie, and I'm going to go with Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. Ooh, split decision at this point, and now we have two huge Captain America fans, which are going to have to make some decisions. Chris Franklin, <laughs> Civil War or Winter Soldier? These movies are both equally great, uh, and I agree they're, they're two of the best of any superhero franchise. I mean, they're just some of the best of the genre. Uh, I have to ultimately go which one I pop in and rewatch the most, so I'm going to say Civil War. Okay. Mr. Bailey, this is your chance to push Civil War into the Final Four, or you can give Winter Soldier a chance. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Winter Soldier. And, and, and the reason for that is, even though Black Widow and Nick Fury are in Winter Soldier, Civil War, I'm judging it based on being a Captain America movie. And Civil War was not as much of a Captain America movie as a MCU film. So I'm going to go with Winter Soldier. Okay, folks, so split decision. Civil War and Winter Soldier both have two votes, and it comes to me. Very difficult. I love Civil War beyond belief, and I love Winter Soldier beyond belief. But I do know my decision, because I know the way I laid out my bracket, and I know which movie I have winning the whole damn thing. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Captain America, Winter Soldier. You have been redeemed. Captain America Winter Soldier is going to move on to the final four, ladies and gentlemen. Oof, man. I, I knew you were smart. <laughs> I thought it in there. I knew you were smart. I have a choice. Now, Matt, look, I, I'm not even mad. I'm just, yeah, the, the, that, one's, that one's a killer call. Yeah, I mean, they're both great movies. Either one that won is okay, I think, in everyone's book. It's just everyone hates to see the other one left behind, what, what, what really hurts. Speaking of a great movie getting left behind, that's about to happen because we're going over the DCU bracket and we're going to figure out which is the best DC movie uh, of this particular bracket, Harry Quadrant, I should say. Is it Superman or Superman 2? Both excellent films. And we're going to start off with Michael Bailey. What do you say, buddy? Superman 2, all day long. Um, Ooh. I, 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 you know, I am 42 years old, so at this point I, I feel no need to apologize for having an opinion. Uh, cause I, I figure, you know, the people on this panel, especially, you know, we all have our own way of looking at things. Superman the movie is an important film to me, but my God, right there in the middle, it comes to a screeching frickin' halt. So we can have them fly around and recite bad poetry. Can you read um, my mind, Michael? Yeah, I do know what it is you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, Superman 2. Okay, uh, Chris Franklin, um, I can't possibly guess where you're going to go with this, but what do you think? Well, you know, there was a time when I would have picked Superman 2. As a kid, I liked Superman 2 better. It was more action-y, you know, and stuff. But as time has gone by, I have become more appreciative of the first Superman movie for all of its great attributes. And I don't mind the freaking flying scene, people. It's fine. Uh, oh, so, yeah, you know, let's do Superman that's movie. fine. I don't <laughs> care. I just hate it. <laughs> well, fine. You can hate it. 
Chris Franklin, that is firmly in the Superman the movie? Yes, Superman the movie. And let's just get, uh, so Chris, just so you know, you can be, uh, we, we, we do have some power here at the network. We can prevent you from being fired from Superman Movie Minutes if you're worried about which decision you're making here. No, no, I, it's, it's hands down Superman the movie. I love Superman too, but it's no Superman the movie, so. Interesting. Okay. And, and by the way, uh, before we go much further, just know it's split right now. It could go either way. And Rob Kelly did threaten to pull a Justice League of America annual number two move if Superman the movie doesn't win. If you don't know what that is, look it up. You'll figure it out. But I promise you <laughs> that will not be allowed to happen if Superman the movie does not move forward. Because right now – You know that makes – Shag, you know that makes me cry. Uh, that you comic that. does. I know that. I know yeah, that quite yeah, a bit. Okay. All right. <laughs> and by the way, th- this is down to me. I have to apologize for all you folks who were hoping to see Superman and Wonder Woman go head-to-head. I am the one that knocked out Wonder Woman for Superman 2. So I apologize. That would have been an interesting matchup. But this is what we're left with. So, Boss, Superman or Superman 2? Uh, you know what? I have both of them in my hands right now. That's just <laughs> And And, and uh, I, I, I'm wondering which one I want to watch more and because I like them both. So I'm going to go with Superman 2. Whoa! This could be an upset. All right. Again, remember. Philistines. You, you will not get fired from the network. I promise. <laughs> Nathaniel, this is down to you. Are you going to become friends with Rob Kelly and keep Superman in the running? Or are you going to vote for Superman 2 and send it on its way as being a superior movie? You know, there's no bracket face off that I cared less. Oh, wow. Like, I don't care. These these movies are practically interchangeable as far as I'm concerned. Put well, them up no. against almost anything else that what that wasn't a first bracket elimination, and I would have voted for that over either one of these. So you you've stuck me in a position where I don't care. So I'm gonna make it interesting, if nothing else. Superman two. You just so you're giving it to Superman two to move it forward. Yep. Yes, I am. Ladies I hate every single one of you people. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> well, I did, well, I did talk about a lot of amnesty. The truth is Nathaniel has been fired from the Fire and Water Podcast Network, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Superman 2. My lawyer will be in touch. Right. Superman 2 has just defeated Superman the movie. Rob Kelly, you can say whatever you want because you just turned the podcast off. But I will tell you that, Nathaniel, if you had voted Superman and it was down to me, Superman 2 still would have. So either way, I think Superman well, 2 go. was going to go for where can you, where do you? Where's the hang-up button on Skype here? It's all there. It's there right there. Okay. Now, see, Shag, you should be thanking me because now I've effectively taken a bullet for you because now Rob is going to give me grief for killing Superman the same way we all give him grief about killing Jason Todd. That's true. I will say this, though. It's kind of fascinating that through this whole thing, you know, outside of a few digs here and there, we've all gotten along pretty well. But now Chris is ready to, like, banish all of us to the Phantom Zone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But now, Chris, I mean, you're upset, sure, of Superman versus Superman 2, but you love both of them. Come on. Isn't, yeah, this but the bit, other... isn't this a little bit like Winter Soldier and Civil War, where if either no. one it was okay? No, no. How, name name the good movies that Richard Lester has directed. Then name the good movies that Richard Donner has directed. Okay, and then stop and think. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. You want to go there? We can go there. Richard Lester's direct- direction of Clark Kent and Lois was better than Richard Donner's. And I know that from seeing the Donner cut of Superman 2, where Clark is still treated like crap. I am not even speaking to you people. We'll move on. <laughs> See, I think someone's going to start throwing some glasses and ties across from here in a minute. In your little fedoras. So much for Southern politeness. Jeez. <laughs> well, I'm a Yankee, so that's why he hates me. Now, Chris, all right, just to bring you back a little bit, you did 
did say you did talk about the number of movies each of them made they're great. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about these two films though. That's what it comes down to. So it hurts. I, I get it. I get it. It hurts. So all right, folks. Uh, you know I feel your pain because I I went through it with X Men First Class. So we go down to the Dark Knights bracket. And this is your chance, folks, to see who's going to the final four, whether it's going to be The Dark Knight or Batman 89. And we're going to throw it to Chris Franklin. Hold on. Did we skip Mutant Spider? I jumped around a bit. I did jump around. Okay. So we're st- that's okay. We're still going to go forward. Is it Dark Knight or Batman 89? Chris Franklin, who's apparently not going to speak to any of us. Ah, uh, do I even care anymore? No. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's Dark Knight. I mean, Batman 89 means a lot to me. It really does. Uh, but, uh, I gotta ultimately go with, you know, it's, it's the Dark Knight's the better movie. It's the better movie. All right. Uh, Michael Bailey, what do you say? Uh, Batman 89. I just, I like the Batman in that movie better than Dark Knight. Okay. Nathaniel, Dark Knight or Batman 89? Did I ever tell you how I got these scars? <laughs> Look, I I do like Michael Keaton's Batman better, but I like the film The Dark Knight better than I like Batman 89, so I have to give it to The Dark Knight. Okay, boss, this is your chance to push The Dark Knight into the final four, or you can keep Batman 89 alive for a while. You know what? You guys are talking like like these two movies are about Batman, and they're not. It's all about the Joker. Well, that's and it, a good point. It's a Joker versus Joker, yeah. It's a Joker versus Joker. It's creepy, scar-faced Joker with the weird voice and the funny walk. And, uh, you know, and the, the weird, the weirdness. He's the creepy Joker. And, and, and it's versus the completely nuts Joker with, you know, balloons filled with gas and the, the dancing while killing the mayor who i don't remember who he was killing and it wasn't the mayor the, the old commissioner no, or it was it, it was another gangster oh okay so it, it, still he's dancing and laughing and just shooting his ass off right he's just shooting everywhere well the, i mean it's crazy joker versus creepy joker and you know what i'm gonna give it to creepy joker i'm gonna go with the dark knight okay all right the Dark Knight has beaten Batman 89, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. That is not a call I would want him to make because that would have been extremely difficult. Because uh, I love Batman 89. That is an incredible film. But that is not who won, folks. It is The Dark Knight. So we're going to go over to the Mutant Spider Squadron. And it is the Battle of the Sequels. It is Spider-Man 2 versus X2, X-Men United. Bass, what do you, what do you think? Well, I said it once. Uh, actually, I said it every time. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is one of my favorite superhero movies of all time, so I'm going with Spider-Man 2. Okay. Chris, what do you think, buddy? Spider-Man 2. Okay. Wow, that was very definitive. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's because he's checked out at this point, folks. Um, Michael <laughs> Bailey, Spider-Man 2 or X-Men 2? You either push Spider-Man 2 into the finals or you give X2 a vote. Uh, I'll, I'll say Spider-Man 2. Wow! Man, so Spider-Man 2 takes it. X-Men 2 hasn't even got a vote yet. Nathaniel, would you change anything here? Well, yeah, I was going to go with X-Men 2. But I, but look, this is this is no easy call, and this is another one where, depending on what day you ask me, I could give you a different answer. I remember when it first came out, I liked Spider-Man 2 better, but I know since revisiting them, I kind of like X-2 better, even though Spider-Man 2, has, it has better visuals, it has... It has a lot going for it, but there's just there's something about the way the pieces fall together in X2 that just would give it the edge. But it doesn't matter, so we'll move on. Wow. Okay, folks, that is it. We are down to the final four. We have two movies that are their number one seeds in their bracket and two movies that are absolutely not their number one seeds, which is kind of surprising. So, uh... 
Final Four. The Final Four films are Captain America Winter Soldier versus Spider-Man 2 and Superman 2 versus The Dark Knight. Very beloved movies. This is where the brackets start to commingle. Things could get crazy. I want to hear your reasons as you choose through here, folks. I want to know why you're picking these movies. It is going to be Captain America Winter Soldier versus Spider-Man 2, and we're going to go to you, Michael Bailey. Oh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Just by a landslide. Uh, you know, I, I like Spider-Man 2, but... Captain America Winter Soldier showed how a sequel can top the original and kind of completely change the formula and still work. Uh, plus, that elevator scene is just amazing. Okay. Uh, Nathaniel, Captain America Winter Soldier versus Spider-Man 2. You've been very complimentary of both films. These are both excellent examples of of sequels that are better than the original. Uh, Winter Soldier is taking the is finding a way to take a character in a franchise in a new direction. Take everything that was good about the first film, or in my opinion, the only thing that was good about the first film, and then improve everything else that was going on around him. Spider Man Two was just a refinement and a, and a better focus of all the same elements in place again. But at the end of the day. The thing that is the big crack in the armor, at least for me, for Spider-Man 2, is that Tobey Maguire, while he's very good as Sad Sack Spider-Man, I don't like Sad Sack Spider-Man, so I've got to go with Captain America Winter Soldier. All right, and I would appreciate it if you didn't take the name Sad Sack in vain, so that's a whole different matter. Uh, Chris Franklin. <laughs> Captain America Winter Soldier or Spider-Man 2? As much as I love Spider-Man 2, I, I gotta agree that you've got, uh, you know, you've got a, you've got a lead and, and Toby was fine in the Spider-Man movies, but now seeing the other actors, I like the other two actors better as Spider-Man that have played him since. I can't even see myself accepting anybody else's Captain America besides Chris Evans. Uh, that alone would, uh, make it win, but it's just a tighter, very taut film. It's got you on the edge of your seat the whole time. So yeah, Winter Soldier. All right, so Captain Oh, it's taut. It's it's ripped. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America Winter Soldier is Wait, gonna, wait, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> Captain America Winter Soldier is gonna go on to the championship bout here, folks. But boss, do you have anything you could say about Spider Man two that might sway people's vote? Uh, you know what? I think everything that could be said was said about Spider Man two. I think it's one it's one of my favorite superhero movies, but I think Captain America Winter Soldier is probably my favorite movie, so I'm I would go that way. Wow. Okay, folks, so Captain America Winter Soldier went unanimously against Spider-Man 2. So what does that really say about the modern Marvel movies versus the Marvel movies of uh, the other companies? Kind of interesting. Hmm. Something to ponder. Now, we're about to do Superman 2 versus Dark Knight, but I want to pose a question to the group. Let's just play a what-if scenario. I broke the tie earlier between Superman 2 and Wonder Woman, right? So let's just say that went the other way. Hypothetically, if Wonder Woman had beaten Superman 2, which was the wrong decision, and it had been Superman the movie versus Wonder Woman, which way would that have been? Just out of curiosity. We know where Chris Franklin... Well, I don't know, Chris. Where would you have gone? What do you think? Okay, I know the answer. <laughs> Michael Bay, where would you have gone? Superman the movie. Okay. Nathaniel, oh, now you come in for Superman the movie. Okay. <laughs> Nathaniel, you would have gone Wonder Woman, I assume, correct? You are correct. Right. I, I had to cut off anything snarky you were going to say there. Uh, Nathaniel, I'm, I'm sorry, boss, which way would have you have gone? You know what? Uh, both movies are important in their time. And uh, Superman was, you know, the most influential, that's for sure. But I think the more important movie here is Wonder Woman. Wow. So it would have been a split decision. Huh. So it still would have come down to me. Oof. 
which I probably still would have gone with Wonder Woman. So that would have put Wonder Woman versus Dark Knight versus Superman 2 versus Dark Knight. Interesting. Wonder what that world would have been like. But that's not the world we're living in right now, folks, because it is Superman 2 versus the Dark Knight. It will be the world we live in once I get my hands on the reality gem. (laughs) Chris Franklin, Superman 2 versus the Dark Knight. Uh, It was never supposed to be this. So uh, let's see. (laughs) <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, and my wife, you know, still doesn't get why he's like smiling when he says that. It's the one thing she's like, "Don't you be thrown off on Christopher Reeve now." Uh, let's see. Um, that's really tough because bear, bear, uh, bear in mind, at some point, you're going to be doing Superman movie minute about Superman too. I'm just saying, you're going to have to face that reality and look back on this. <laughs> oh, I know that. I know that. I know. You know. So yeah, you know, that's this is one of those cases where. I kind of know what is the better film because, you know, Superman 2's history, it's it's directed by two different directors, even if it's, you know, Richard Lester's name's on it. There's a good chunk of it that's directed by Donner. So, but it is miraculous that it even works, honestly, uh, it's, and it's still great. Uh, shoot, I, I at the end of the day, I got to throw what's the better made movie out the window and just go with my gut and say Superman 2. Okay. Let's throw it to you, boss. Is it Superman 2 or is it The Dark Knight? It's the battle of sequels again here, folks. Which one is it going to be? Um, They're both wonderful movies, and I, I love them both. But just because of the influential darkness from The Dark Knight and how it kind of messed up the whole DC universe for almost four, I don't know, was it four movies, three movies that it just messed up everything so greedy and so um, and I really don't like that. I'm going to go with uh, Superman 2. Okay. Uh, Nathaniel Wayne, what do you say, buddy? Look, Boss is not wrong. The Dark Knight did screw up later movies because other people looked at its success and took the wrong lessons from it and just think, oh, we'll make everything dark and then it'll be great, which is, ironically enough, the exact same wrong lesson they took from the success of the Dark Knight Returns comic book as well. But in both cases, that is not the fault of the original work, and the Dark Knight is a much better movie than Superman 2 is, and I enjoy it more on top of that. All right, so Dark Knight gets a vote, and once again, pains me to say, interesting insight there on how Dark Knight Returns led comic books in a dark direction, and the Dark Knight movie led them in a dark direction. Huh, interesting comparison. Michael Bailey, it comes down to you, sir. Is it Superman 2? Are you going to move it forward, or are you going to give the vote to Dark Knight, and I have to make the decision? So, what you have here is is two sequels of preeminent superheroes, where one of them gives up his powers because he wants to get some. <laughs> and the other is ready to give up being the hero so that he can get some. <laughs> um, you also have villains that are very interesting, but really I got to go with my heart on this one and say Superman 2. Okay. So Superman 2 is in, in the bout of Batman versus Superman or Batman v Superman, if you will, folks. Superman has walked away the victor with Superman 2. Wow. Nathaniel, how are you feeling right now? I'm not talking to any of you. (laughs) Great. So we've alienated Chris Franklin and Nathaniel Wayne. Perfect. Now if we can just figure out a way to piss off Boss and Michael Bailey, we'll be just fine. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, we have come a long way. We have come from 64 movies down to two. We have come from several Marvel, more Marvel movies than DC movies, and we have come down to a Marvel and a DC movie. So it is literally Marvel versus DC at this point. They are both sequels, and they both involve iconic actors in the role of the lead character. It is Captain America Winter Soldier versus Superman 2, and only one is going to walk away as the top movie, uh, live-action superhero movie from Marvel and DC ever. 
And we're going to start off with Boss, Captain America Winter Soldier or Superman 2. I'm going to go with Captain America Winter Soldier. I'm a huge Superman fan, loving him all the way. And But right now, Chris Evans kind of reignited that Superman flame with his Captain America. And, and, and Winter Soldier was just a great movie. So I'm going to go all the way Captain America Winter, Winter Soldier. All right, that is one vote in that for Marvel. And we're going to go next to Michael Bailey. So you have, again, two films where at one point the the lead character asks if somebody wants to step outside. <laughs> uh, so in one case, it's to invite the person to the fight, and the other is to avoid the fight. When Shag asked me to be on this panel, uh, we had a we had a brief Facebook Messenger conversation where I told him that if it came down to Superman the movie and Captain America First Avenger, I would go with Captain America First Avenger uh, for the reasons that I kind of outlined before. As much as I love Superman the movie, there's there's problems there with me. Does not mean I don't like the movie. Just means I have different opinions. Um, Bob Kelly's already written you the hate mail. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> You know, maybe it's time to quit this podcasting thing. Um, <laughs> this is what broke you, ladies and gentlemen. This competition. No, uh, I love Superman too. I have loved. I distinctly remember the morning in 1983 where my I woke up and it was a Sunday, and the HBO guide had come and Superman was on the cover, and I was all excited. But I'm going with Winter Soldier just because it's a better movie. Wow. Okay. Uh, Chris Franklin, we're gonna go to you. Uh, it is Superman 2 versus Captain America Winter Soldier. What do you think? You're torn between two lovers here, two of your favorite characters of all time. I'm feeling like a fool, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, uh, this is a tough one because, uh, if it was Superman the movie versus Winter Soldier, then it would be a contest in my head. But, uh, uh, it is a contest because it's, uh, it's It's kind uh, of, yeah, I know. You're, you're trying to tear me apart, literally. Um, Ah, wow. This is, this is rough. Uh, yeah, because, and I'm gonna have to kind of talk through this, I think, before I get to an answer, but, uh, yeah, I agree. Superman 2 has, has some, um, it's got some of the best Christopher Reeve Superman moments. I agree with Michael. It's got the best, uh, Clark to Superman change in that alleyway. I love it. It's a Kurt Swan drawing come to life. It's got the fight. It's got General Zod. Uh, Winter Soldier is a fantastic film. Ultimately, I have to go with my personal gut. I am not somebody who really seeks out the kind of genre movie that that Winter Soldier is. I can enjoy them. It's not my type of movie overall. So I have to, on a personal level, pick Superman 2, even though there's a part of me that knows Winter Soldier is a better film. It's just not my particular kind of film if I'm getting I'm splitting hairs here and that's that's how I made the decision okay. so it's Superman 2 we have two votes for Captain America Winter Soldier we have one vote for Superman 2 Nathaniel Wayne you were making the deciding vote whether Captain America Winter Soldier will be the single best live action superhero film from DC and Marvel ever or if Superman 2 could potentially be in there and the decision has to come down to me you've telegraphed all night but let's see where you finally land <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyone who's been paying attention, I, there's really no point in me beating around the bush. Although there's a part of me that's tempted to say Superman 2 just to see what Shag would do. But I'm not going to do that because I'm not even going to run the risk. I'm giving my vote to Winter Soldier because so help me if Superman 2 won this whole thing, I would burn this network to the ground. (laughs) 
<laughs> there it is, folks. The final answer is Captain America Winter Soldier wins the bracket. And by the way, Nathaniel, I would have given it to Winter Soldier as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of movies we all love. A lot of tears got shed here. A lot of pain got shed here. We're going to give it to Captain America Winter Soldier. Wow. That was rough, folks. I don't. Did, did anyone have Winter Soldier down as their number one pick they thought was going to win the whole thing? Yes. Yeah, I did, yeah. Two people. Okay. And there's a third sitting right here. I also had Winter Soldier going the whole way. So, wow. Okay. Uh, Chris, I assume you had Superman the movie going the whole way? Uh, and yes, and, and just so everyone knows, Superman Movie Minute will be moving to a different network, uh, so find <laughs> us there. Uh, you can, uh, we'll let you know, and uh, me and Rob will be, Rob will be going with me, so uh, so long, suckers. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to Firewater, and you're not going to use one of the, our Fire, Fortress of Bailey, too. Neither one, you're going to turn your nose up at both of us, okay. Uh, Michael Bailey, what do you have going all the way? I think I know. I had Captain America First Avenger, in all, in all honesty, just because that... Despite the fact that Chris is never going to speak to me again, so we've already established that. So I, so I, I'm going to have to live with that, uh, even though it makes me a little sad inside. Superman the movie is the trendsetter. It's the one that introduced the world at large that big budget superhero films could be done. Its sequels had diminishing returns, but there's, but it's it, it's it's a important movie in pop culture. But I just think that structurally, as much as it's beautifully directed and as much as the score is great and, you know, I will sit there and pop that in, you know, once or twice a year now. Uh, and now I have like 15 different versions to choose from, which is great. I have a three hour version, which I think will be only once every couple of years because good Lord, there are some scenes in that that are just a little hard to get through. First Avenger for me from beginning to end was just great. There's some bad CGI at the end of that film. And I will totally admit to that. But I just think that Captain America First Avenger kept a pace from beginning to end, that was a little more consistent than Superman the movie. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, there were two battles that came down to a split decision that could have gone either way. And I'm curious, just to play a little devil's advocate here, guys, if it had come down to Civil War versus Wonder Woman, what would have happened? So, uh, Nathaniel, put you on the spot. It would have been Civil War just because as much as I love Wonder Woman, its third act does not hold together completely, and Civil Wars does. So that's that I wouldn't have been happy about that call, but that's the call I would have made, and I would make it every time. Boss? You know what? Uh, same thing. Same thing. Wonder Woman's weaker point was its finale, its, its, its third act, and Civil War just is great all the way. Okay. Michael? Yeah, Civil War, uh, you know, Wonder Woman fighting, you know, a giant CGI monster is visually exciting. But I think we're at the point in these films where that's getting kind of boring. Uh, it's it's kind of lazy, too, when you think about it, because what you're basically saying is that you can have these great first two acts and then the third act ends in just fighting a giant computer generated thing where there was CGI in the end of Civil War, but the heart of that fight was two friends with such a disagreement that they had to come to blows about it. Kind of like this. <laughs> Chris, where would you have fallen in that battle? Uh, I hate to agree with any of you people, but uh, yeah, it, it's the same thing. Yeah, as much as I loved uh, Wonder Woman, I, I uh, for all the reasons you guys mentioned, uh, yeah, the last act is just kind of like a, I mean, even it was kind of like the, the air was coming out of the balloon in the movie, and it was like a great big balloon. It was like this fantastic balloon, and the air is like coming out, like as the movie ended and uh 
Civil War's fantastic from top to bottom. So yeah, I would have picked Civil War. Okay. So either way, Marvel is going to go home with the prize here, folks. So congratulations to Marvel. You won the Marvel versus DC battle. So uh, it's really it's down to Aquaman to really change and shake things up for the next bracket. I think sounds like it, right, guys? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 no. yeah, my man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an amazing round. Now, I'm going to give a chance for everyone to pimp where you can find them on the Internet. But after that, be sure to hang around because we are going to announce the listener that submitted their bracket in advance who matched the closest to the number of victories in this bracket we just finished up. Uh, Michael Bailey, why don't you tell the folks at home where they can find you? Ah, FortressOfBailey2.com. It's the easiest place to find all the podcasts I do. Well, that's simple. One-stop shop right there. Uh, boss, what about you, buddy? Well, you can find me at First Strike, the Invasion podcast. We're almost at the end of that run, but we're planning oh. something else, so oh. it's going to be fun. <laughs> is that groan about almost being done, or is that groan of excitement about what they're going to cover? Uh, groan of disappointment that they're almost done. Groan of excitement if they're going to do something else. Do Acts of Vengeance, please. Do Acts of Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Nathaniel, where can people find you? Not, not that if, they could have possibly guessed based on your plugs throughout the show. <laughs> if you Google Council of Geeks, you will find my stuff. The most frequent updates go to the YouTube channel, and without intending to, I have somehow managed to do a new video every single day this month. I need to stop doing that, but that gets the most frequent updates by far. But you'll also find me on Twitter, and I've got a podcast and a whole bunch of other stuff. But, yeah, Council of Geeks, you'll find me. Perhaps one other place people might be able to find you that you're broadcasting on at this exact moment? Oh, yeah, there's this network that I'm kind of slumming it at in a bit of my spare time. Whoa. I am a, no, <laughs> no, I, I co-host uh, on the Fire and Water Network the podcast Punch Like a Girl. Uh, which is a monthly podcast I do with my partner, Liz, and we take a look at uh, graphic novels and trade compilations with female protagonists, and we run the gamut. We do superheroes, but we also do, you know, things aimed at younger readers that Liz brings in from uh, her work, you know, working at a librarian at a, at a grade school. So we cover a pretty wide range of stuff within those parameters. All right. And Chris Franklin, where can people find your old stuff that you used to do before you quit the Fire and Water Podcast Network? Yeah, uh, I don't know where you'll find my new stuff, but my old stuff, uh, you can find JLU cast, Supermates, uh, Batman Nightcast, and Superman Movie Minute, uh, which actually all the former episodes, the old episodes will be pulled off the Fire and Water Network. Uh, <laughs> And put somewhere else after this, uh, but you can you can find those for now at the Fire and Water Network. So now will will they come back to the network once you start Superman two? I mean, come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel like I have lost a brother. Uh, so sad. I knew this was going to end in tears. I knew it was going to end in tears. Well, folks, that's going to do it for this group. We're going to say goodbye to them, but hang around to the end just to find out who won the bracket for DC Marvel superhero films. The Long Halloween, Hush, Dark Knight Returns, The Killing Joke. These are all Batman stories that have been talked about and talked about countless times over the years. They are considered classics, and in most cases, that title is fitting. The thing is, Batman is nearly eight decades old, and whilst those stories are worth talking about, there are plenty of other Bat comics that are being a tad overlooked. And that's where we come in. Hi everybody, my name is Michael Bailey. And I'm Andrew Leyland. Andy and I decided that it was a crime that there were so many great Batman stories out there that weren't getting their due. To that end, we started a show, The Overlooked Dark Knight, a non-index index show. 
Our goal is to talk about the previously mentioned Overlook stories and tell you why they're worth your time. The show comes out twice a month, with the first episode focusing on the back books from the late 70s and early 80s. We're starting with the Len Wein run and working our way forward through the books written by Jerry Conway and eventually Doug Mensch. On the second episode of the month, we'll dig into the various adventure comics that were based on the Fox Kids slash Kids WB Batman animated shows because they're really good and hardly anyone seems to remember that they exist. The show can be found at the Fortress of Bailitude Podcasting Network, which is located at www.fortressofbailitude.com. The Overlooked Dark Knight, the non-index index show. Shining a bat signal on the bat stories that no one seems to remember or care about. Because somebody has to. Alright folks, we are back from break, and as promised, we are going to reveal the winner of the Bracket Contest. But first, I decided, why don't we invite the folks from the Bracket Committee to come in and share their thoughts as well. I mentioned them earlier in the show, Rob Kelly and Ryan Daly are here, folks, to stink up the place. These two gentlemen were kind enough to help me by making decisions on how we should develop the quadrants and how we should lay everything out. And they actually voted in the quadrants with the rankings. So their picks for what how they would rank movies uh, ended up, each one of them, 25% of that went into how the seeds were developed. So thanks for being here, guys. I really appreciate it. We're kind of like the super delegates of this. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. That's right. So is, is the popular vote or the, or the uh, electoral college is going to win this, I wonder? Because hmm. <laughs> we all know how Rob's voting. So speaking of that, why don't we get right into the Steal! <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so uh, let's start with you, Ryan. Ryan, why don't you tell the folks at home, what were your final four that you, when you built, did the bracket for yourself, after, you know, after we laid it out, after we did all the rankings and it was developed, what were your final four? So the final four was Kirk, Spock, McCoy, <laughs> mm-hmm. and Picard. See, that's the fourth one. That's always the hard one, right? I thought you would have gone Sulu, but okay. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Sick burn. <laughs> no, um, yeah, okay. So, so my final four, but before getting into that, like when we came to like the, the ranking system, it was very generic. Like the first for the seeding process that we went through and you've kind of explained how that went along. Um, but when it just came to like picking which ones I thought would be on the list, I just went pure favoritism. Mm-hmm. I looked at the list that you gave us and I was just like, I just ranked them in the order of my personal enjoyment. Once they were all seated and when I actually had to go through this bracket, um, I kind of took a, I took a very different approach and I actually, I, I think I channeled my inner ciscoid uh, <laughs> for looking at what I wanted, uh, because I, I kind of, I, I looked at the overall quality of the film, whether or not it's a good film and it stands on its own sort of objectively as a good movie. Uh, then I looked at my personal enjoyment. Is this a movie that I like to watch that I have fun with that I would want to rewatch? Is it a respectful representation of the source material? So does this like, you know, is this kind of not necessarily a straight adaptation, but at least faithful to the spirit or presenting the original source material in a in a positive way that wouldn't make people embarrassed to like that property? Well, I think I think that pushes your steel pick forward, Rob, don't you? <laughs> there you, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Um, and the last one, and this was actually a challenge because this one actually this one knocked a few off. And it was the legacy of the movie. And mm. this one would really push some movies up or knock them down uh, because that could be good or bad. And I'll give you one, for instance, in the Dark Knights quali- uh, category in that, or that bracket, that quadrant, um, the Dark Knight was the number one rank. And I love the movie The Dark Knight. But when it came down to the, the final one and two matchup in that quadrant, 
I think the legacy of the Dark Knight, that movie and its success, has actually been a little bit harmful towards superhero movies and in particular DC superhero movies. Um, because I think Warner Brothers learned the wrong lessons from that movie and its, its, um, its success. Interesting. That, that actually came up earlier in the show. Some people said the exact same thing about that film. Yeah. Um, so kind of with that approach, looking at those qualifiers of the overall quality of the movie, my personal enjoyment, um, and, and the legacy one way or another. So going through my top four, no more selling in the DCU quadrant. It, this was a no surprise. It was the number one seat, Superman the movie. Uh, I have that in my final four in the Dark Knights one. Now, I just mentioned this one. So knocking off the Dark knocking off the number one seat was the number three seat in that category, and that is the 1989 Batman. So we have Superman and Batman in those first two quadrants. On the other side, looking at the MCU quadrant, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this was another one where I kind of uh, my the the rules that I applied to the structure of this kind of broke away from my personal enjoyment because I had Captain America: Civil War as my personal favorite of all the MCU movies, and I agreed with its number one seating. But making it to the final four, beating it out was the number two seat. Marvel's The Avengers, I think, is a better sort of fundamental superhero movie and has a better representation and a better legacy for that. So I think uh, The Avengers is the number is my it makes it to my final four. Uh, and then the other Marvel one, it was another number one seat, which was Spider-Man 2. So my final four, Avengers, Spider-Man 2, Superman the movie and Batman. Okay. All right. Well, who is your championship out then? Well, you know, actually, let's hear Rob. Let's hear Rob. What's your final four, Rob? Uh, well, man, my final four are uh, not terribly dissimilar from Ryan. On the Marvel side, uh, for the other Marvel section, I did Spider-Man 2. Uh, that one wasn't hard because I really feel like, for the most part, the other Marvel section has virtually no good movies in it. Um, Ouch. So Spider-Man 2 really rose to the top very quickly. The MCU, I went with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I still think that Guardians of the Galaxy is Marvel's best achievement in terms of delivering a crowd-pleasing, very successful comic book movie, but also has the stamp of an individual filmmaker. Uh, and, and, but in, in a kind of a nice blend, um, not in a sort of Tim Burton way where they overwhelmed the material, but also added something to it that I think no one else would have added. So those were my the, the final two of uh, the MCU. And then my final two for the DCU, uh, The Dark Knight. And while I, I can see that point of view in saying that, yeah, I, and I would agree with Ryan that, these, that the Mar Warner Brothers has learned all the wrong lessons from Chris Nolan's Batman movies, I also can't blame The Dark Knight for that. Um, I don't think Star Wars is any lesser a movie because a thousand movies have imitated it or Jaws or whatever. So I really went with The Dark Knight. I still think it's the, the best one. And then the other Vern, the other one, no guess. No, no, you know, not hard to figure this one out. Superman. Uh, so <laughs> so my, my final four, Superman, Dark Knight, Spider-Man 2, Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. So there's a little similarity, a little bit of overlap. Okay. All right. Uh, in both your cases, so you've got Batman versus Superman on each side. There's just a little bit of differences there. And the other side, you You've got uh, basically the Avengers, right? Kind of, sort of. No, Guardians of the Galaxy. Never mind. Okay, different there. So Spider-Man's the same, though. All right. Ryan, so who went to your championship? On the Marvel side of things, um, the Avengers versus Spider-Man 2, it was a two-seed versus a one-seed. I actually had an upset in this case, and I have the Avengers moving on to the championship round. 
Uh, and on the other side, on the DC side, Superman versus Batman. Again, this was an area where my personal preference would be the Batman. I'd like that movie a little bit more than Superman the movie, but I can't deny the legacy and, and the importance historically of Superman the movie. Uh, and that's what elevated that one. So I have the Avengers versus Superman the movie in my final championship bout. Interesting. Okay. Rob, your championship bout? Uh, my my bout is Guardians of the Galaxy versus Superman uh, mm. because, uh, like I said, I, I think uh, to me comparing Guardians of the Galaxy versus Spider-Man 2 wasn't even hard. It was Guardians of the Galaxy by a country mile and Superman versus Dark Knight. Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, obviously I'm favored towards Superman because I've spent many hours pouring over it minute <laughs> by minute. But I, but I really think it, it is uh, it is patient zero. Of, well, I should probably use a nicer term. Yikes! But it is, it is <laughs> but it is it is the it is the Citizen Kane of this genre. It really is. Everything comes back to that movie because there is no other movie like it before that. And, you know, you've even got people nowadays like Kevin Feige and uh, shoot, what's her name? Who directed Wonder Woman? Patty Jenkins, both saying that Superman is a giant influence on their film. So to me, it's it's Superman. Okay. All right. And Ryan, your big winner was? Well, I agree with everything that Rob just said, except, again, when it comes down to legacy, it seems like it would be the obvious thing that Superman, it all comes back to that, except I think the Avengers has actually supplanted that. And the Avengers is what is going to be kind of the definitive superhero movie going forward because it has – it is the evolution. It is the next stage in what we kind of look at the superhero movie. And the jury might still be out on the legacy because – it, it is certainly the, you know, the shared universe project is something that all the other studios are trying to imitate and none of them have succeeded. I would, <laughs> yeah, to this point. So, you know, a few years from now, I might say, well, the legacy of the Avengers actually led to a lot of horrible movies, but, but that's all on the other studios right now because it hasn't derailed Marvel and its own property. They have still hit it, but I just think Superman is sort of, was everything that Rob was saying, but I think it, now it's gotten to a point where the movies have evolved and Avengers is where it really started and you get this new this new phase, this new evolution of what superhero movies are. And that's kind of the benchmark. And it's, it launched the super, this, like, you could say the Dark Knight was a bill, made a billion dollars first, but since the Avengers, it's been like that is the expectation now that these movies are billion dollar you know, industry unto themselves. It's just phenomenal. So, yeah, uh, this one surprised me as much, but I have my championship is Marvel's The Avengers. Okay, and Rob, kicking off our own personal network, Civil War, what is, uh, what's your winner? Civil War. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, I, I, that's an interesting argument that Ryan makes. It's wrong. Uh, no, 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 no. I actually think that there's something to that. I mean, there is a, at a certain point, yeah, Superman is going to be supplanted by something. And Avengers is, is definitely record breaking and, and groundbreaking, I should say, uh, because of that, because no one's ever been able to do it. But uh, to me, the jury is still out on it. And that is wholly dependent on what happens next year with Avengers Infinity War Part Two or Avengers Pip shows up, whatever they call it. <laughs> because to me, if they don't stick the landing, like to me, the Marvel, the MCU will fold in on itself. Now, odds are they're going to stick the landing because they're pretty much like 19 for 19 at this point. I can't picture that on, on the 20th film, they, they botch it, but they could. And so to me, it's like the, the whole MCU 
thing, House of Cards, could fall apart if the next year's movie doesn't work and Avengers, to me, will get pushed aside. So to me, the jury is still out. So that's why I am still saying it is ultimately Superman. Interesting. Okay. Different sides. I'm surprised you guys haven't come to blows yet. Um, I w- just to add to what Wait. Rob said, I, I do want to take a second to, well, I guess correct Rob because that's just how I roll. But I don't think Avengers uh, Infinity War Part 2 is going to be the big test. I think it'll be whatever the next big tentpole movie after that. So you, you got to get past phase, you know, the, this phase. You got to lose the original people, whoever it's going to be, assuming it's Chris Evans and, and, uh, Robert Downey Jr., folks like that. They develop their next batch of main guys and, or, and gals. And when they come together for their, I don't know, Avengers movie or Defenders movie or, I don't know, Power Pack movie, whatever it's going to be, that'll be the real test of the legacy. You know, are they able to do it again or is it going to be miserable? That's my take on it. But, Chad, what was your final four? Oh, uh, okay. Good thought. I, I mentioned some of them during the brackets. Um, my final four came down to... Now, I, I didn't focus on the legacy as much as you guys did. I focused Steel, on... Steel, Catwoman, <laughs> The Spirit, and Electra. Yes, correct. All of those, right. Yep. Uh, I focused more on the movies I enjoyed. Which ones did I feel like I, I enjoyed? Which ones did I want to receive? Which ones were successful? So, on the MCU bracket, for me, it was Captain America Winter Soldier. And then, under the uh, Mutant Spider bracket, I picked... X2, X-Men United, and under the Dark Knights, for me, it was Batman 89. I just love that movie. And then under the DCU bracket, it was Superman 2, actually. Uh, I prefer Superman 2 over Superman 1. And so the final championship bout came down to Winter Soldier versus Superman 2, and I had Winter Soldier winning the bout. Wow. That was what mine was. So, now it's time to review. Now, everyone listening here already knows the answer. Okay, because they've already heard the other part of the podcast. They're just waiting to hear whether Rob cheers or his head explodes at this point. is why they're still <laughs> listening. Why they've stuck it out three and a half hours, however long this is. They want to hear how Rob's going to react to this. So, folks, I will tell you. Kirk, um, Kirk, Kirk, <laughs> Kirk. I will tell you, your big picture-wise, your, your, your groupings aren't that far off. Uh, and I'll explain why in a minute. But when you get down to the nitty-gritty and specifics uh, of the Final Four, Ryan, only one of yours was correct. And Rob, only two. Two of yours was correct, Final. And it did. But that's come... twice as good as Ryan, is what you're saying. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. I, right, I didn't cool. want to come right out and say it. I thought it was implied, but, you know, Rob likes to put a pin, put a pin in it. But, um, or... Can I say, can I also mention that I've, like, entered NCAA, like, March Madness tournament brackets, like, 15 times, and I've never done better than having one correct Final Four pick? <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much at my average. Hey, you got, at least you got one in the final. That's impressive. So. <laughs> um, Spider Man 2. It was. Good yeah, job. that was the easiest. <laughs> Rob, Rob was right. That was the easiest one to pick the winner. <laughs> it did come down to Marvel versus DC, and it did come down to Batman v Superman, and it came down to Captain America v Spider Man. But here's the specifics of how it actually. It came worked. to Batman v Superman. What? No. <laughs> the Dark Knight's bracket had a Batman movie. The, su- the oh, DC. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to give you some palpitations there. Uh, the DC side did have a Superman movie. So Warner Brothers down. hasn't made movies of a lot of their other characters. I don't think <laughs> that was hard to predict. No. Batman. In a Superman movie. A lot of people thought Wonder Woman was going to go the whole way, actually. So um, so it came down to Captain America Winter Soldier on the Marvel uh, MCU side against Spider-Man 2. And the winner in that bout was Captain America Winter Soldier. And that then on the other side, it came down to The Dark Knight, the, the Nolan movie, versus Superman 2. So, uh, and in that bout, I didn't hear an explosion, or maybe he just had an aneurysm, I'm not sure. Those are kind of silent, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> My eye is twitching. <laughs> hey, Donner touched that movie, at least, okay? Anyway, uh, <laughs> and in the bout of Dark Knight versus Superman 2, Superman 2 won. And so the final championship bout was between Captain America and Superman, specifically Captain America Winter Soldier, and Superman 2. 
And so wait, it was your you had the top two? Oddly enough, I did, <laughs> which is totally bizarre because I didn't really vote except in any of the tiebreakers. And Captain America: Winter Soldier went home with the prize. So wow, yeah. But I, I know you know Superman didn't go the whole way, Rob, and I know that probably upsets you. But it it Superman two, which again was a Donner film, and you're going to be spending a lot of time you know doing that movie soon at some point. Uh, it, it made it that far. Now I, I should warn you, uh, Chris Franklin has already determined that all the Superman movie minute are leaving the Fire and Water Podcast Network. He announced it on the air. Uh, he'll be shopping around for new networks, and he's going to be yanking all the old episodes off as well. So uh, because of the outcome. Yeah, the, true. The, Absolutely the, true. The, it came down to Superman versus Superman two, and believe it or not, it was a uh, well. I didn't technically vote, but I would have anyway. It came down to four votes for Superman two, and only one for Superman. Hmm. We love Superman two. It's a great movie. So I can't fault I can't fault Superman two for winning it because a it's it, it's 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 a comic book come to life, it really much is. more than the original movie, and it does feature the single greatest I would say superhero live action moment ever put to film. So I, I can't really complain too much as Superman two made it and and if and and to square off against Captain America, that's Evans versus Reeve, which is just like that's a no that's a no lose scenario there. Right. So we all felt pretty good about the ending there. So. Yeah. Now, here's some interesting stuff, because, you know, uh, we put it out there for people to submit their own bracket to see how they did. We got dozens and dozens of entries, folks. Thank you guys so much for all of you that entered. We really appreciate it. Uh, I just thought I'd share some kind of fun facts from there. The, I I, I took everyone's scores and I averaged them out to figure out, like, what was, what bracket was the most predictable? Meaning, what bracket did the, the listening audience guess closest to us, the final panelists? And the most predictable bracket was actually the Dark Knight's bracket. That was the Batman one. Not too much of a surprise. It was Batman up against, like, Ghost Rider. Uh, really? You know, which, which one's really going to win? So the, the Dark Knight's bracket was the most predictable. The least predictable, the one that had the most volatility where they didn't get the, the largest number of correct guesses, was actually the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think that just shows you the high caliber of the Marvel movies and how much people love those films. Because there's so many favorites, it's so hard to battle. Now, I did sit there and figure out who was, uh, who, out of all the responses we got, who was expected to win the most. Meaning, everyone who turned it in, what was their number one pick? And yes, of course, Superman the movie, after Rob's, you know, stuffed the ballot, uh, Superman the movie, uh, was the most expected film to win. But guess what the second most expected film to win was? That's literally, guess, guys, come on, you can participate. Uh, I'm gonna say that, um, Batman Begins. Nope, Ryan? Um, waiting to exhale. Yes, that is exactly right. Perfect. It was Dark Knight, which is uh, wild. I didn't expect I figured it would be an MCU film or something, but it, I guess maybe our listeners are just so leaning towards DC that that's, uh, that's where it was. Interesting. Uh, now, i got to say, the, everyone that entered in did exceptionally well. I did the average of like how many – because basically the way it worked is you got one point for every single answer you got correct that matched the panel. And the average score, because um, there's a possible 63 you know, choices in the, in the battle, the average score was 43. I mean, everyone did really good. There was nobody who was like way off in left field with scores. It was very impressive. Now, there was an interesting, the, the one battle where it, the panel made a choice that pretty much stumped most of the entries. There's very few people that picked this film. It was the battle of um, X-Men, the original X-Men film, versus the amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield film. And almost almost everyone picked X-Men, but we, the panel, ultimately decided on Amazing Spider-Man, which probably got a lot of people going, what? But we enjoyed that movie quite a bit. And my absolute favorite response I got was in the battle between The Dark Knight Rises and Batman and Robin. Uh, Ted Kilvington wrote in Spawn, which I thought was <laughs> freaking hysterical. So thank you, Ted. You made me laugh. And the winner, folks, here we go. Drum roll, somebody. Uh, the winner who had 80% of their bracket correct is, and of course it's somebody whose name I can't pronounce, Colt Marquardt. 
I swear that's how it's spelled. Congratulations, Colt. Get in touch with me, and we will hook you up with some Fire and Water Podcast Network merchandise. Congratulations. Thank you, everybody, for who entered. We sincerely appreciate it. And uh, seriously, you guys did amazing. I was shocked at just the number of matches that that, fit, that matched ours. So great job, everybody. Thank you so much. And Ryan and Rob, what do you tell the folks at home where they can uh, find you on the interwebs? On this network that you're listening to. <laughs> Okay. Rob? You can find me on Facebook at my name and on Twitter at my name. <laughs> okay. You can you can go to the same place uh, that you go for Ryan shows, but just look to the left. <laughs> Except for Superman Movie Minute, which is leaving our network, apparently. So That's right. Yeah. We're <laughs> start, starting the Superman Movie Network soon. Coming oh, soon. It's going to be great. I can't wait for the Quest for Peace one. That's going to be great. So, folks, be sure to head out to our website, firewaterpodcast.com. Leave your comments on the show. Tell us what we did right. Tell us what we did wrong. Tell everyone else what they did wrong. We'd love to see your comments and your thoughts on what you thought would have won if you didn't enter. And I think that's going to do it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Avengers, assemble! That would have worked if my pick had won. <laughs> <laughs>